Hi, everyone. Welcome back to episode 34 of the Simply One Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. How are we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends who are passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, TV shows, or even the occasional comic, then we have got the show for you. That's right. <clears throat> this week, uh, we're coming at you bitches with a new recording setup for the That's first right. time in Simply Wilmed history. I can look longingly directly into Chris's face. Look at me, Chris. Look at me. Look, look at me, Hector. <laughs> I can look you right in the eyes and say some shit about movies and stuff. Mm. So... Uh, <laughs> for those that don't know, we have always recorded this thing remotely. That's why you need a straw so you can get the pinky out. Uh, yeah, that'll play well for a, a, an audio medium where I have a pinky out. Uh, so no, we've always recorded this remotely, and so that's obviously resulted in certain limitations, such as like you know connection issues, mic cutting out. How many times have we gone? Oh, hold on, wait. You sound robotic. Hold on, wait, I can't hear you. Too many. Yeah. <clears throat> and I've noticed I have a better setup, like computer wise, but I'm the one that always <laughs> but I'm the one that always cuts out. <laughs> Just jack. <laughs> oh shit. No, but uh hopefully we're, you know, as we keep moving forward this, uh this new method for us. We'll get to work out some kinks if they uh, as they show up. And uh, you know, just continue to get better with it. So that's right. Uh while talking about some additions this week. Uh, it's going to be our Halloween Spooktober extravaganza. Fucking haunted bonanza, whatever you want to call bonanza. it. Bonanza. Bana- fucking bananas. Uh, <laughs> what's who, who, who was the meme? What was it? Oh, it was uh, <laughs> old rapey Kevin Spacey, wasn't it? <laughs> bananas. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Oops. <laughs> He's not cool anymore. Swing and a miss. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big old swing and a miss. No. Uh, Morgan insisted on being a part of this since she's just a sucker for true scary stories, true mm-hmm. crime, ghost stories, things like that. So say hi, Morgan. Hello. Ghost stories are like my favorite thing in the entire universe. So I was totally psyched to be invited back. But I mean, I didn't really give him a choice. I just said, hey. I was going to say invite is a strong I'll say, word. Invite's a very strong word. I barged into both their bedrooms and said, listen, fuckers, yeah. I'm going to be in this week's episode. And that's final. That's like, it invite more like allow or bend the knee to you know it was very Daenerys Targaryen they bent the knee and kissed the ring of the queen yeah like a pope <laughs> pimp slap my mouth yeah. <laughs> that's like, considered a podcast, kiss bitch I am the almighty in this household it's about time they realize that <laughs> so uh the topic for the week is I, I put it in quotes here because like we don't really know what to call this thing we may end up just calling the episode spooktober extravaganza halloween but- Whatever. Spooktober, Halloween, extravaganza. Bonanza. Bonanza. <laughs> Just throw a bunch of words at it. It's like 12 buzzwords. <laughs> but no, we're going to call it. Uh, so we're going to refer to it inside this thing as true scary stories that actually happened and then kind of took <laughs> took a look at like pop culture and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before we get into our stories, we do have to talk about the news for the week. we got a few good things here. we got a first trailer for Ant-Man 3, uh, Ant-Man of the Wasp, Quantumania. Henry Cavill officially returning to the DCEU. Oh, hot damn. <laughs> Steady. Uh, we got like a little bit of box office talk and how superheroes may be saving the day as well as the box office. Uh, Sorry, our dog is dying the on the floor. Dying. Not literally, I don't think. But uh, we have a new crossed. Star Wars film in the works. <laughs> 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 Whiskey. <laughs> uh, so the team behind Uncut Gems is actually reuniting for a Netflix project. And Konami announced a bunch of shit last Wednesday at their Silent Hill transmission, so we're going to have to talk about that. Steady. 
So if you're ready, we'll just yump right into it. Let's do it. Let's fucking, get cracking. Let's fucking party. So right off the top, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania had a trailer today, actually. Uh, Monday the 24th. 24th. Good shit in that, I thought. I thought it was really good. Yeah. yeah. We got uh, to see Kang. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look exactly like from the comics. Um, but I mean, I still think it looks pretty fucking dope. I do like that, because um, like a bunch of people, like if you've seen Kang in the comics, his face is blue, but his face isn't blue, it's just his visor on his helmet, and it looks yeah. like they've done that in this, where like there are a few shots. You don't get a close-up, I don't think, of his face, uh, though on the poster it looks like he's got... I just meant more of the helmet itself that he had on. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, staying close like that when you talk. There is like a, a weird uh, Goldilocks spot where like this is probably too far. You do need to lean into it, like right in here. Is this better? That's perfect. Mm. <laughs> I'm the only one that can hear the recording uh. live, so they like to be uh, playing with mouth sounds right <laughs> in my ear. To be fair, we had we didn't realize the headphones we needed, and yeah, so I'm have, the only one that's got headphones. We have not purchased those yet. <laughs> But really, I'm the only one that matters. So, uh, Quantum Mania seems to revolve around Cassie Lang creating some sort of like beacon into the quantum realm, uh, and that somehow pulling the entire Hank, you know, like Hank Pym, and then like Van Dyne, Hope, and, and Janet, as well as Cassie and Scott Lang into the quantum realm, uh, where we get like a city, and we got a nice like Elton John, <laughs> somewhat remix, yeah, uh, playing over brick where, road, yeah, yeah, where Marvel's kind of. Doing the the Guardians of the Galaxy thing, they they like to put the the pop song over top of something with like more grandeur now, you know. Well, it works. Yeah, and I, I know I I'm, I'm not sure when I I think coming up here soon. Elton John's doing his last. Uh, you know, he's on his last tour right now, and he's. <laughs> I you could say he's his, his last, last leg. leg. <laughs> he's, on last, he's on his last. <laughs> like leg. I didn't realize Elton John was at death's out. door. Yeah. Um, I mean, think about it. He's 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 getting up there. No, Elton John. He. Elton John will outlive us all, probably. I don't know about none of that. It's fair. He had a he had a crazy younger life. It's true, but he's doing his last uh, tour and his last performance. I know him and Disney signed a big partnership that he's doing live that they're gonna have on Disney Plus live. Oh, really? at uh, I think the Dodger Stadium. I didn't know that. You'll have to wear your bedazzled bikini to watch it in the living yeah. room. Mm-hmm. Wear your uh, skimpy baseball outfit. No, so Janet Van Dyne, talking about Quantumania, is like deeply afraid of something in the quantum realm. And uh, the assumption, I think, is Kang. Yeah. Yeah, where yeah. she's like, you know, we, we got to fucking shut this From thing down. From the sense of it, you feel like she's probably had a run in Maybe, with him before. Yeah, because yeah, she got stuck in the Yeah, she was stuck in there for, for, for years, decades. Yeah. yeah. Like in, in canon, probably like 60 years. Yeah. Because they were, you figure her and... Uh, Hank Pym were doing on that some semi-Avengers shit in like the 60s, maybe 70s. And they were kind of young then. And now, you know, it's what, 2025 in the MCU or 2023? Something like that. Yeah. Right in that area. And so it's like, you know, yeah, it's been. But obviously she's aged slightly differently because she was stuck in the quantum realm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, don't know what Hank Pym's excuse is. He's just she an old bitch. She doesn't look like curdled milk. Uh, but no, so we get to see Bill Murray as MODOK. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't look like Modoc, but like we kind of talked about, maybe they'll put him in like a, a floating chair deal, and he'll be more uh, Modoc like. He'll have Professor X's <laughs> yeah, just hover his chair. hover chair. Uh, and then let's see, the CG I thought actually seems improved yeah. compared to some of the more recent projects. Like uh, She Hulk wasn't bad once it got into, uh, you know, you see her enough, but they did play on the idea of like 
we can't show her transit her transformation too much mm-hmm. that's expensive and things like that but like thor definitely had some some sketchy uh cg and then like we've talked about dr strange uh with like the third eye it was very like i said it was like a tiktok <laughs> filter yeah it was just a bad. third eye on this floor. it was not not good, good. I bought it out of Halloween store and just glued it on. <laughs> yeah, just it's just a googly eye. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So uh, Jonathan Majors, we got to see Kang in his full uniform. And uh, I swear to God, if that dog doesn't stop with that boom, I'm gonna put a mic in his butt. Uh, Sullivan might like it. So it's the only one way to find out. Sullivan. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. No. It didn't have the line. Uh, from D23 that everybody was talking about when it got leaked and all that, where he's like, you know, I'm an Avenger. And he's like, you're an Avenger. Yeah, have I killed you have before? Have I killed you? Yeah. Have I killed you before? And you're like, oh my oh. God. Uh, so I'm like, well, maybe they cut that line, but I doubt it. That's a solid line. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're just holding that one back for the, mm-hmm. the theater audience or maybe the second trailer. Which would be, I'd hold it to the Hold it to the fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure, you got a little taste of it, but as soon as you see that scene. Yeah, you're like, oh my fucking context. God. They left you yeah. wanting more. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of people going like, oh, there's a lot of shots of like Cassie Lang and Hope Van Dyne and Scott Lang. They're all shrinky power people. <laughs> Someone's got to go. You know, that's a lot of shrinky powered people. Uh, maybe they use this movie as like the, oh shit, Kang ain't fucking around. And like he kills Scott Lang or Hope Van Dyne, you know? I was, yeah, because we got to talking about it too, because I said, um, what was I saying when we were talking about it and I mentioned how maybe in this one uh, there's something about them dying I can't remember off the top of my head was it today? no oh okay it's been in the past yeah I was gonna say I was like I don't remember you mentioned them dying at all today <laughs> uh, I don't remember them dying and then maybe coming back somehow or I don't know I don't, I don't know. remember. Yeah, we'll scrap it. I don't know. It must have been a good thought. <laughs> it's like it's like a lie. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, it must have been a lie. This, like, no, mom. This is probably a dumb question. Could be. But is Cassie like in the Young Avengers? Yeah. So Cassie becomes like Ant Man ish. I, I don't remember what her uh, like official name is, but yeah, she's in the Young Avengers. And so they are building like a Young Avengers where you've got uh, Kate Bishop as Hawkeye, and you've got um, Jesus. Uh, I can't think of Isaiah Bradley's grandson's name. Um, oh yeah, from but he's in the Young Falcon Avengers. and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, um, yeah, and you've got a bunch of them that are coming together now. Ironheart. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so that'll be dope. But yeah, so they, they might potentially be putting together a, a Young Avengers. Yeah. Or like I've floated the idea of a West Coast Avengers. Maybe they combine the teams because apparently in the comic, I haven't read the most recent run of Secret Wars, but apparently at that in Secret Wars in the comics, uh, Hope Van Dyne's actually leading the Avengers. At that time, so maybe there's some some shit there. Like right now, the as far as the press releases and stuff has gone, Marvel's talking like the Avengers don't officially exist anymore, and so we're kind of getting. That's why we're getting ragtag groups like, you know, uh, the Thunderbolts being put together because there's a vacuum there, and well, someone's got to do the job, right? And so then it's going to be like, quote unquote, an Avengers level threat, right? Is going to make people go, we got to fucking get together on this thing. Mm-hmm. What if it just turns into the boys? <laughs> They're just fucking. I mean, it's all just like a corporate babies industry. to cut people in half. I mean, shit. they start. They started talking about it in uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Cutting people in half with babies? No. Yeah. 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 No. Uh, Verbatim. Yeah. The corporate level, because you know, 
Tony Stark is getting paid to clean up the mess that he made. That he made, yeah. He gets to go in and make the mess, and then and so you get you do get to see a little bit of it's a, it's a little corrupt, yeah, it's a little like Ooh, that's know? not not kosher. Not I don't cool. think. Um, but then they like push that off the table, and you haven't heard yeah. anything about it since. So I want to know. Yeah, a little bit more dirty. Well, and I wonder if maybe that's something that'll come up in the Thunderbolts of like, you know. This is like the I can't think of her whole fucking name, but you know Del Fontaine, the, oh, the yeah uh, Julia yeah, Louis Dreyfus yeah, yeah, yeah. character. You know she's kind of like a, a sketchy Nick Fury, you know. And uh, Secret Invasion looks kind of gritty, and so I'm like, yeah, I want to see some yeah. some dirt on this bitch. Yeah, yeah, I like him grimy. Uh, the only other thing I had was I've seen some people talking on like Reddit and shit like that that some of the architecture around Kang kind of resembles the Ten Rings. And you figure you haven't seen Shang Chi yet, but nope. the post credit scene for that is Shang Chi and uh, oh, I can't think of his uh, friend's name. Kate. Kate, yeah, Katie. Katie. Uh, getting kind of picked up by Wong and taken to uh, meet Mi- Captain Marvel and Bruce Banner. Yeah. And is there another Avenger there? No, I think it's just those two. But think- they're talking about like you know that they've looked at the rings and all that, and they seem to be putting off a beacon into deep space. But they don't know where. But they don't know. Like, is it calling to people or what is it, right? And so you're like, oh, man. And then, so I've seen people talking that maybe the bangles from Kamala Khan uh, and then the Ten Rings, what if they're future tech that Kang left behind for himself to find, right? You know, he went back through time and dropped them off for him to find. I mean, that would make sense if there's like an infinite number of Kangs. Right. And so then it's like... Now that beacon's gone off and now he's, and then potentially something with Cassie putting on the beacon to the quantum realm. And it's like, oh, maybe she amplified the signal, yeah. right? Yeah. To reach him. I don't know. But I mean, that'd be kind of cool, you know, to tie it in. Cause so far, like we've talked about, uh, it's all kind of disjointed where it doesn't really connect. And so I think it'll be kind of exciting to see Kang, Happy who was in Loki, kind of connect. And then maybe you can have this be the connective tissue, which would make sense as well with it being the first film of phase five. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, that's where we're headed. I just want Simu Leo again. <laughs> I, he, I think I mentioned it last week, but Simi Liu tweeting about his grand his grand return to the MCU. <laughs> it was in She Hulk yeah. on the Disney Plus screen. Uh, but no, so any more thoughts on on uh, Quantum Mania? No, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I think um, it looks good. I'm excited to see where they take it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so then I want to talk about Henry Cavill uh, talking yeah, on social talk media, <laughs> steady talking about uh, his return to. Uh, the DCEU, which still doesn't really roll off the tongue very well, but uh, big spoilers for Black Adam in like its mid credits here. So we haven't seen the movie yet, but no, we'll, we semi- have, we'll have to go see it. Yeah, it was semi spoiled for me. Did it come uh, out this past? Yeah, Friday? it came out this weekend. So um, Superman appears in the mid credit scene of Black Adam. And Henry Cavill has put on a video on Instagram that basically he was like, yeah, I want to make it official. Like, I'm back as Superman. And he kind of said something to the effect of, like, basically what you saw in Black Adam was just a taste of what's coming in the future. And uh, he went on to, like, thank the fans and things like that. And that, you know, really it wasn't possible without their support. Um, But then he uh, basically it sounds like there's plans for him to at least appear in one solo film. But we don't have, like, any writers or directors uh, at least announced. I don't know if they're not attached or if they just haven't announced it. Um, but then they didn't write off the possibility of future appearances in other films. I like Henry Cavill's Batman. Or Superman. Batman. Superman. Oh, my God. Do you think he has popcorn or Frito chip feet smell? I take him as a Frito feet man myself. <laughs> Cheetos. 
Isn't that what our friend called her baby's yeah. feet? Cheetos. Cheetos. Because they straight up smell like Cheetos. I'm picturing popcorn because... I like movie theater butter popcorn. Yes, because that's the <laughs> best type of popcorn. Because Henry Cavill, when he's in a suit and cleaned up, can make women just kind of lose their minds. But when you get him all greased up and dirty, he can move mountains and change nations. That's right. Oh like him and the Witcher... I have to tell Colin to leave the room. Like yeah, I get, need, get, yeah, I need yeah. some time to myself. I don't want you to see this. Skin off, frothy. Yeah, <laughs> her dog is drooling. That's disgusting. Dogs are barking. What? My now. hellhounds are out. <laughs> so, oh my god, Jesus! Is it your mother? Yeah. Hello. Hi. It was good. Um... We're recording the podcast right now. So, all right. You want to yell hi? You're on the podcast. You can beat dad. What? I said, if you yell hi, you can be on the podcast and beat dad. Okay. Say it. Hi. I was waiting there for you to say, like, so I don't know bitches. If I, here, I'm going to put you on speaker. Do it again. Yeah, do it again loud. Hi. There we go. Yeah, that came through. So you can tell dad. That you were on the podcast before him. Oh, I will. I will. You'll be on it. But I gotta go. Oh, that'll really bake your dad's potato. Right, bye, I love you. Bye. Jesus Christ. Your dad is gonna have a meltdown when he hears your mom on this podcast. <laughs> he just immediately there's a ring at the doorbell. <laughs> How's he now? But now, uh what were we talking about before my mom interrupted? It's very motherly of her. How's your game? I can't pause, Mom. It's online. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know. We were talking about, I think Morgan was just sweating. Uh, Henry Cavill. Henry yeah. Cavill. Yeah. So, yeah, he's going to be back as Superman. Uh, I think you and I had kind of talked about upstairs, like, what if they just do a semi-soft reboot of the DCEU? We're like, yeah, the stuff happened, but you don't necessarily have to have seen it to follow it. Because, I mean, they're at a weird spot of, like, you can't scrap and start over. Because mm-hmm. they put you, too you much keep, money into you keep it, scrapping and restarting. So maybe they just keep pressing forward. And yes, that stuff happened, but maybe kind of. Or like we talked about, maybe they use the Flash movie to put that in a different universe, so that yeah, that stuff still happened, but you can kind of pick and choose. Yeah. Kind of like we talked about with with Charlie Cox, where you get to pick which parts of the Daredevil series actually right. happened or not. The hallway fight scene. Yeah, all of the hallway fights and uh, all of the people that he's romanced. Yes. All of them. All of them. All three of them. Right? Electra. Uh, His Paige. secretary. Uh, yeah. Uh, Karen Page. Yep. And then the night nurse. Oh, I forget. Yeah, in the very beginning. Yeah. Um, What's her name? Claire. Yeah. Claire the night nurse. And then now. <laughs> she she Okay, man. <laughs> he he's bagged got, her with them devil dogs. He's got a sturdy <laughs> back. He's got, a, right, he's got sturdy a sturdy back. back. But yeah. So that's kind of exciting to see him come back. Because, uh, I mean, it's been... Going on 10 years since he did his first movie uh, in The Man of Steel. And then he's only had really two more appearances since then. Um, so it's like a weird, it's like a James Bond thing where he's done it for almost 10 years, but has only had like three or four appearances if you count Black Adam. So, yeah. yeah. 
It'll be kind of cool to see him get it back and see what they do with it. I haven't seen too many Superman or just DC movies in general. Yeah. Um, You're not missing out on anything. That's that's what I hear. But I don't know. Like just through trailers, or just seeing him as Superman itself. I mean, it looks good. I mean, yeah. He's got the look. Yeah, he's got the look. He's down. got the look. Yeah, he's a good Superman. So yeah, maybe if uh, maybe they just get their shit together and yeah, get, get a get good script right, on him. Yeah, get the right team together. So, uh, the Hollywood Reporter is reporting. Oh, sorry, I flipped my stories around. Fuck. I'm just get really mad for no reason. Mother! No, so uh, Black Adam has had a nearly $140 million worldwide box office opening uh, on a budget of 175 to $200 million, so not a great start when you consider marketing. Um, but Dwayne Johnson's movies, apparently, from what I was doing my, my reading on the box office, his movies notoriously have long legs, meaning like they'll run in theaters for weeks on end. Everybody likes The Rock. And, and do pretty decent over time. Um, and so there's potential there for, you know, apparently this is his highest, uh, opening outside of the Fast and Furious franchise. Okay. So not a bad, you know, note for him where, okay, if a Dwayne Johnson movie has good legs and this is his biggest solo outing to start there, that's not a bad place for them to start from. And then if you do get good word of mouth, like with what we talked about in the mid credits, uh, you know, that people are like, ah, it's not. And I, I mean, we've heard very mixed things where like critic reviews are very critical. But then fan reviews are very favorable. And so you do have to kind of think like the DCU has been fraught with like uh, brigading of sorts where like they're the biggest fans in the world. And so they're going to, you know, review this thing heavily. But you got to got to kind of like we always talk about the truth, probably somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so even if it is a seven or a ten, you know, seven or eight out of ten, I'd be I'd be solid with that. You know, yeah. it's worth taking a shake at it. But uh Apparently, I was I was telling you guys it's been weeks. Apparently, since like the blo- the box office domestically has had um, over a hundred million dollars, and this past weekend was the first time since you know m- uh, like weeks ago. Yeah, and it was because of uh, Black Adam and Tickets to Paradise with George Clooney and Julia Roberts. So the box offices, the theaters have kind of been like holding on for dear life. <laughs> And now they're like, oh, thank God. Oh, we got a superhero God. movie. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Which is kind of a weird state of affairs where, like, if they don't have a superhero movie, does the theater survive? You know what I mean? Like, without superhero movies, what are people going to go spend hundreds of millions of dollars on? Everything, anywhere, all at once. Oh, they did spend, what was it, $100 million, right? It, cr- mm-hmm. it crossed $100 million. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, my screen went dark. There we go. Uh, and then, on the flip side of things, uh, the early, like, projections for Wakanda forever mm-hmm. as far as like based off pre-sales and you know however they calculate that shit right number pushers fucking 175 million dollar opening domestically alone yeah. so that's a massive box like, office that's damn. a fucking that's Avengers level box office <laughs> it's like oh man poor poor Black Adam you know what I mean but I'll say you know small beginnings right listen I said it from the get go when we saw the brow raise and the will. Yeah, the first trailer. Screen. Yeah, and like yeah. I've said it back then, and I know I've talked. I doesn't excite you. It doesn't look good to me. I think yeah. it's just going to be the Rock in a black suit. Yep, yeah. the he Rock. Does, he doesn't act. He plays the same character, yeah. Yeah. which is himself in every movie. He doesn't change his voice. He doesn't change his body. Nothing. Right. It's just the Rock. Yeah, he plays the Rock. Yeah, the, rock the Rock as Black rock. Adam. But then if you see a movie like The Rundown from what? Yeah, you know, twenty two thousand three. Yeah, that's not a bad movie. Is that the one where he shoots the uh, soft gun that has the beanbags in it? I think so. With uh, Sean William or yeah. Sean Michael Scott or yeah. whatever his name is, little thunder, little yeah, yeah, lightning. yeah, little thunder, little lightning. Yeah, 
I mean, that's a good movie. Uh-huh. He's got, you know, and he, he is less Dwayne Johnson in that yeah. movie. But I think uh, that's like right as he first started and then he realized that everyone liked him more as himself yeah. and as a character. Yeah, and, and I think, yeah, it's like a, a winning recipe of like, you put me in a fucking a tan shirt, I get sweaty in the jungle, we're going to make fucking money here, people. Yeah. I, show <laughs> you know? my, I show off my arm muscles and my tattoos, yeah. you're good, you're solid. And then it's like, you know, I take some steroids and I go to the gym three times a day and, uh, you know, make, my veins make pop. a movie, make a movie and I get a couple hundred million dollars. And it's like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? It's good to go. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck. You know, who knows? But, uh, I just thought it was interesting to talk about like that. That basically the theaters have been holding on for these movies to come out, and it's like oh, I don't know. That's a healthy. That's not a healthy business model. That's not promising Mm-mm. for the movie theaters. For it's like oh, thank God, thank God, Wakanda Forever is going to make two hundred million dollars in its first weekend because we were hurting. <laughs> and I think that's partly a product of uh, honestly COVID kind of did a number on the movie theaters, but then also streaming in general, and then just the state of movie making. Where the movies that are getting made are large budget films. And so you end up with less films overall. And then you look at like <laughs> Disney owns all the movies. You know, you've got like three major studios making movies. And so there's just less volume. And I mean, when it comes to Disney movies, 90% of them are released straight away to streaming. Yeah. And, and you pay a- $30 flat fee for this movie to watch it. Yeah. Well, you could have a party right, yeah, and have all the friends together. over. You get food, you get friends. Now they do seem to have slowed down on that, but I've noticed that like, even, even still, even though they're not doing that, a movie might go to streaming like Thor Love and Thunder went to Disney plus after like 60 days. Well, yeah. what was it? There was that big old case. I think it was on, yeah, it was on Disney plus when Disney plus first came out with black widow. How like oh, it, yeah. went, it went to streaming and I'm so sure quick. That's also played a part in. Yeah, and then you know she sued him because yeah, they yeah, it was day it. and date. It was in theaters and on Disney Plus on the same mm-hmm. day. Yeah, and they kind of fucked her out of box office money by saying that that didn't count as box office. Yeah, so ScarJo got her loyal real quick up in there. Yeah, but the contract also had phrasing of like traditional release. Well, it's not a traditional release, so you've jumped outside of the terms of the contract. Now we got to renegotiate. Right, is the kind of the logic there. But so I mean. And then I think Emily Blunt did the same thing with um, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins, or no, it was her and John Krasinski over um, a Quiet Place, Let's where see. they weren't going against Disney; they were going against Paramount or whoever owns. I thought it, I thought that was HBO. I don't remember, but whoever owns the the distribution rights to that, they did the same thing to them, where it was like a. I don't think it was day and date, but I think it was like like maybe a six week window or a two or three week window. Yeah, it, it was wasn't really long. Short. Yeah. And so, you know, they were kind of the canary in the coal mine of like, all right, we're going to put this movie out and see how it does, you know, and potentially lost money on the box office. And then because of the way the contracts are phrased, lost money out of their pocket. What about Dune? Figure the director yeah, of Denny Dune. Yeah, Denny Villeneuve was not happy about that. He was not that. happy that HBO put it directly to streaming the same day that it was released. Yeah. He's like, I don't make movies to put them to streaming. Yeah. I like that's what he sounds like. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the Safety brothers. Along with Adam Sandler. The are, Shafty Brothers? Yeah, the Shafty Brothers. That's their porn name. Uh, the Shafty Brothers, along with Adam Sandler, are working on a new project for Netflix. Uh, and so those are the the, the, the brothers that wrote and directed uh, Uncut Gems with him. Very good movie. Did you... You didn't watch it, I know. I didn't watch it. Did you watch it? Did you watch part of it? You watched the whole I thing. I watched the whole thing. Yeah. It's a good movie, but it does... There's like the common like commentary on it of like, that movie is just stress. I liked it. Made it. Yeah, no, no. I, I thought it was a really good. Didn't movie. say it was bad. It was a very good movie, but the the the, the core emotion of it is mm-hmm. like 
anxiousness and stress, anxiety and stress. You're like, Jesus Christ, guy. Like, he seems to make the wrong decision every time and just makes his situation worse. Um, and so it's one of those where you're like, I don't know that I want to watch it again. It was very good, but I've never found myself going, you know what? Sounds like a good time. Let's watch Uncut Gems again. You know, and that's not a critique of the movie. I think, if anything, that's a testament to the movie where I'm like, they really managed to make me uncomfy watching it. It really stung to spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> at the end, he made it. Yeah, like yeah. he he won, yeah. he he won the big pot. He won and the, then they and then, shoot him in the forehead, and then he gets killed. Yeah, where you're like, it did work. All it yeah, paid off. all of that for nothing. Yeah, well, that sucks. A big fat one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He keeps you know placing them bets, placing them bets, and you're like, dude, you're digging a deeper hole. And then he gets out of it, but and then it just doesn't matter. He gets shot because he still burnt bridges that he shouldn't have. Uh, but so apparently this new film is said to involve the world of high-end card collecting. Uh, and so I'm like, oh, no, are they going to do... Is that like magic and Well, so I'm wondering if it's Pokemon like... I'm thinking more like sports memorabilia. Like this very rare card that's baseball worth... Baseball cards. Yeah, baseball cards, basketball I don't know. Cards. I have a friend who's a very intelligent man who spent $15,000 on a magic card, and that is oh. now worth like 30000 Oh, yeah, no, I he know. He keeps it in a vault. And, and so, I mean, it might be a little bit of everything. But I do wonder if it's just going to be uncut gems again. You know what I mean? Because it's like that's the world of high-end jewelry and gambling. and It could be. I don't know. I don't know. They could do like a, a you know, uh, what's it? The the Cornetto trilogy, which is uh, um, like Shaun of the Dead, uh, Hot Fuzz, and this is, or not this is the end, uh, At World's End. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where that's it's not an official trilogy of like, one following the other, but it's almost anthology style of they're the same crew and like kind of the same feelings, yeah. right? You know, and so they could do something like that where it's a, you know, this one's about this world and the, you know, that kind of high stakes stuff. Um, but they do need to find like a thread of like, okay, how's it different? How's it not uncut gems, but cards this time? Right. You know, whereas Hot Fuzz was not Shaun of the Dead. You know what I mean? It wasn't Shaun of the Dead, but cops. Shaun of the Dead is an amazing movie. The first thing I think of is just the meme where he's loading the shotgun. Shine. <laughs> Shine. Yeah. I just think about when they're breaking into the bar and the jukebox is playing and it's playing a Queen song. Yeah, it's playing. Yeah, we talked about that uh, with my dad. Bohemian uh, Rhapsody. Yeah, play, no, it's playing uh, Don't Stop Me Now. Or, that's actually. what it is. And they're like beating the zombies beating the zombie to the beat of the song. Yeah. And he yells out, kill the queen. Kill the queen. And of course, they're all British. So they're like, what? And it's like, He's no, like, not that queen. Not that queen. That, that queen. That queen. Points to the jukebox. Yeah. It's good stuff. But uh, yeah, so uh, that, there's really not much to know other than the fact that yeah, the Safety Brothers and Adam Sandler are working together again. And last time they did, they made a really good movie. So. Yeah, Shafty Brothers are pretty cool, so I'm excited. Shafty <laughs> Brothers. Brothers. All right, so end of our news here. We are ending on the Konami like info dump on their Silent Hill transmission. So strap in, bitches. <laughs> Easy. So Silent Hill 2 remake mm-hmm. is officially happening. And I like, uh-uh, I creamed a little bit. Yes. Because um, it's one of the best survival horror games ever made. And I have a, what are you doing? Are you kissing the mic? <laughs> oh, I'm just getting ready for it. I'm just getting ready for Silent Hill. <laughs> uh, and so it's a full, oh, it's a full from the ground up remake uh, using the Unreal Engine 5, which is, I don't know if you guys have seen any like the experimental footage from Unreal Engine 5, but it's like they can make some shit that looks like photorealistic stuff. Is that what you showed me with like the cars in the parking lot? Yeah. Where you're, like, yeah, you look at still photos from renders and you're like, yeah, what are you showing me? It's a, it's a parking lot. And you go, no, no, no. That's that's a video game engine making that. Yeah, that was me with you. I'm mm-hmm. like, that looks... It looks like a car It lot. looks like at the Walmart parking lot. <laughs> yeah. 
I saw something that I think will blow you guys' mind about Unreal Engine 5. You know what's bad about this setup? Is I can see the fucking dirty look in your face when you're about to lead me into a fake out. <laughs> I can see I don't like you. Doing this anymore. You know, you know. <laughs> you know, you get a look of like, I'm going to fucking get him. <laughs> no, wait, wait, what's, what's the thing about Unreal Engine 5? It's very I, real fact. It's like in print. I invented it. You made it. That I made it. Thing. I made it. That's made the whole it. thing. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I was waiting on something better. It all started when I just <laughs> took a fat rip of the bong. Yeah, and just, <laughs> just like, you know what? I think what if I video games make? looked better? <laughs> and you know what went, I can do? Everybody went, oh man, we never thought of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why don't we just make video games look, look better? Hyper realistic. Like, Big brain oh mode. God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Pay this man more. Uh, no, but so Silent Hill 2, yeah. It's happening. And it's said to have seamless gameplay was one of the details that stuck out to me. Uh, with zero loading screens. And so I wonder if it'll be... I, I, so, I, obviously, I don't think it will be God of War style, where it's like a single camera shot, but I don't know. Maybe it will be. Because, I mean, that works really effectively in God of War, where, like, it's something that you don't actively think about, but then when you do think about it, you're like, yeah, shit, yeah, you're right. There's no... God of War is all a single camera behind and moves around them. There's no loading screens or anything. And mm. it's all it's all played as if it's one continuous shot, like if it was a movie. There's no edits. There's no loading screens? Zero. What about when you're traveling through the portal? You No, the, you're standing in the room, and you hear the... And then the doors open, and you're in the next realm. There's zero loading screens. Damn, dude. Shit. And there's zero edits. It's all one, yeah. all one shot. So I wonder if they'll do something like that when they say seamless... You know, I still gotta beat that game. Well, I beat play. the story mode, but the Valkyries... Yeah, no, the Valkyries are fucked, dude. I'll, uh... I'll, can't. I'll, I'll eat dog shit before I fucking beat the Valkyries. White dog shit. White like. dog shit. <laughs> you don't eat that white dog shit. <laughs> I'm going to plow into your face with my fist. Uh, no, and so Silent Hill Townfall is a spinoff that is in production. <laughs> Ray is being extremely noisy, and she's just standing there staring at me. So I picked her up. Picked her up to get her to stop, and she's just derping. She's got her tongue hanging halfway out her head. She just keeps digging out her ears behind me, and I'm like, okay, I get it. Mommy needs to clean your ears, but please, shut up. Uh, so, yeah, Silent Hill Townfall is a spin-off uh, game that is being produced by No Code Studios in association with Annapurna Interactive. And so there's not really much known about it. They kind of showed more like a concept trailer than anything with like a little portable TV uh, you know, flipping through channels and seeing some static and stuff where mm-hmm. periodically you see some weird Silent Hill creatures and things like that, uh, but not a lot really given away there. All they really said was that it promises to be a unique take on the franchise uh, from a highly decorated double-A dev as opposed to a triple-A dev where they've made a couple really good horror games on uh, on Steam and things like that, where uh, like one's called Untold Stories, and it's basically like loading up a bunch of different... Um, what do you call them? VHS tapes. And each VHS yeah. tape is like a short, maybe 10 minute horror game, basically. And, and so it's like, ah, oh, that's an interesting concept. And I wonder if they're going to play with that with like that handheld TV setup of like somebody sitting at a desk clicking through channels. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then the one that really has me like intrigued is Silent Hill F, which is the, uh, the one with like the really weird, um, is it like the vines and yeah, the, like the red uh, fungus or yeah. vines looking thing? And then what do you call it? Tryptophobia? Yeah. Where you see like the pores opening up on the person's skin. That and is stuff my worst sprouting. nightmare. Yeah. And like the, the stuff sprouting out of it. 
Like I get a full body chill thinking about it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Dope. Um, and so that, I mean, that one looks interesting to me. I, I do wonder how it's going to be Silent Hill, like adjacent or tied in because it's set in Japan in the 60s and Silent Hill is like the town, right? And so I'm like, okay, is it going to be related to the town somehow story-wise or, or whatever? But uh, the, the people involved on it, I didn't write down their names because I can't pronounce them very well. Uh, but like the person writing it, is a famous Japanese um, like digital comic. He's writer. a webtoon. He he makes yeah he makes web web comics that are like very popular horror comics. And then there's an artist working on it as well who does the same sort of thing. And so I think that's an interesting person to get to go. Hey, what if you made a Silent Hill game set in Japan so it can be like almost Japanese horror? Um, and, and yeah, and they they're talking about doing the juxtaposition of both beautiful and terrifying in the landscape and scenery, which I could see yeah. with like that shot of the woman basically turning into like flora mm-hmm. of like, you know, fungus and almost like coral reef. It was beautiful. Out, and then her fucking face falls off. Yeah. We were watching it and I'm like, oh, that is beautiful for being inside. Hill. You see a tear. Went, yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah. See a tear fall down her face and then her face just falls just off. Slides off. I'm like, there's yeah. Silent Hill. And so it is kind of, yeah, it is an interesting take of like Silent Hill. The The games are very much just like, Here's fog and scary creatures, you know. But what if you went, well, what if we took the creepy aspects of the creatures and made it beautiful, you know? And we were like, that is beautiful, but horrifying to look mm-hmm. at, you know? So that's pretty intriguing. Uh, and then Silent Hill Ascension is a live event planned for 2023 that I'm not really sure how it's going to, how it'll work or plan out or pan out, I mean. Uh, but. People from around the world are going to be able to tune into a stream on multiple platforms and control the characters inside of the narrative uh, through their choices. So the tagline was, what, like, face your trauma together? Yeah. yeah. Can, can we save her? Things like that, where I don't know what the story is of it. But, yeah, the idea is that you'll be able to tune in and basically through your choices or maybe through like a voting system in the stream and things like that, you'll control the, the flow of the narrative. And I do like the idea of it being a live experience that a lot yeah. of people tune into. And, you know, maybe it'll get big off of the idea of, like, you know, what is it, FOMO, you know? Fear missing yeah, fear out on missing it. Out. Where you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. So, I don't know. Pretty, pretty interesting. And then the, the biggest thing for me uh, outside of gaming was that the, there's a new Silent Hill film being made uh, with the creator of the original film from 2006. And it said, sounds like it's going to be somewhat of a sequel to that film uh, in just some of the ways that he's talked but with none of the, well, he didn't say none of the characters, but basically it's going to be Silent Hill 2, the game, but in that same Silent Hill, where he kind of was fascinated by the idea of, like, the game Silent Hill 2 changing the rules of, well, Silent Hill's now, like, a, a filter through this guy's eyes, right? The main character of, of Silent Hill 2 is going back to Silent Hill to find his, he thought, dead wife who sent him a letter telling him to meet him there. And so it's kind of like, you know, going through hell to get your loved one back as far as he's concerned. And so, okay, how can we change the the narrative here? And instead of Silent Hill being this world that this woman enters, what does Silent Hill look like through this guy's eyes? Yeah. Right? And so, it yeah. looks like a big fat nope. Yeah, it looks like a pass. Yeah. Pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. Hold on. I don't know which one of these bitches is laughter. I'm going to push it. We've got four preset sounds. I don't know which one does what. I stop it. That's obviously not it. Oh no. Is that just some 70s <laughs> pop yeah. funk? Yeah. <laughs> huh. 
I'm not pushing any others because that was longer than I thought. It, I was hoping I could just push it to stop it, but it just ran again. Kept looping like, it. Oh, no. What have I done? So we'll have to figure out, make one of these like laughter or applause. <laughs> Is this life now? One of them, what, what did I tell you? One of them sad trombone is what it said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I got from Silent Hill. So if you're ready to talk about your spoopy stories. I am. Let's get spoopy. Let's hop in. Spoopy story. Enough. <laughs> spoopy story time so let's see here let me open up my the fuck was that <laughs> Chris over here rocking his chair <laughs> the chairs are rocking don't come a knock don't come a knocking. like don't who wants to start I, the way I've got it written down was myself Morgan Chris but if you want to do it in another order that's fine it's fine with me alright I've been doing a lot of talking Chris why don't you start fuck sweat he's like how oh, was I supposed to I wasn't ready yeah, he's ready. He's got his laptop all pulled up and everything. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to talk about the Walton experience, uh, otherwise known as like Fire in the Sky from the movie adaptation in 1993. Yeah. Um, so the Walton experience, I have everything pulled up. I have an exact book overview um, on it. I, I am just going to read it. Yeah. Um, but it says, on November 5th, 1975, a group of loggers in the mountains of a northeastern Arizona uh, observed range uh, saw a strange, unusual bright light in the sky. One of those men, Travis Walton, recklessly left the safety of the truck to take a closer look. Suddenly, as he walked toward the light, Walton was blasted back by a bolt of mysterious energy. As his companions fled in fear when they reported the encounter, er, excuse me, his companions fled in fear when they reported the encounter with a UFO, um, something they would have considered impossible if they had not witnessed them, witnessed it themselves. The men were suspected for murder. For five days, authorities mounted a massive manhunt in the search of Walton, or his body. Then Walton reappeared, disoriented and literally unable to tell the whole story of his terrifying encounter. In Fire in the Sky, Travis Walter relates to his own words to the best documented account of an alien abduction yet recorded. The story uh, of his howling ordeal at the hands of the silent captors and his return to a disbelieving world of hostile interrogators um explosive explosive press and self-styled quote-unquote debunkers travis recounts the struggle uh to get a fair hearing and confronts his uh detractors you got it uh with a you went offline for a minute stinging rebuttal i mean that's that's pretty much the movie too but i have uh, more stuff to go into about that i like that the guys were like yo our friend was taken by a ufo and the cops were like liars you fucking killed him didn't you you killed him he's out there somewhere yeah and so which was one of the things i wanted to talk about uh with this one because here you know the the whole thing is he got he gets abducted and i looked up scenes from uh, the movie because i've I've seen it years ago but i I just rewatched some of the things and they're all freaking out, and they drove off, and then they were like, we got to go back to get them. And, like, all of them were like, Meh. Yeah, pass. We're not uh, doing that. Pass. Um, but so that was going to be my question is, would you? Would go you, back for you? Yeah. Yeah, fine. Let's say I got abducted. Would you go back? First off, I need your audience to know that my flight or fight is 100% flight. If you're getting abducted by aliens... My bitch ass is out running the UFO. Gone. I'm yeah. gone. Do she, not depend on me when the world starts to end. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I have jazz hands and a man scream and I'm gone. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Like, how am I? 
go back for you. What do you mean? Like they they fucking took you. But like they didn't know. Because that's the thing. They saw the light. They saw it hit him. They saw it get blown back, and then they skirted. To be fair, if there's a UFO flying overhead and they're coming after you, I'm. I don't know if I'd hang around. Yikes. Yeah, I'd go back, but (laughs) (laughs) guess I'm just better than you. (laughs) What do you want me to do? Here, I mean, why do we all gotta die? (laughs) I mean, I would probably wait until the sun came up, and then I would go back. But right then and about, there, I'll give you about eight hours to die, yeah, and then I'll come back. About, <laughs> but right then and there, when He's the gone. moon is full and bright, <laughs> who knows what happens? I'm not hanging out. Can't find him. He's gone. It's not for me. And then, when I was, as I was doing research for this, another one of the, uh, like another alien abduction that kind of is really big into, uh, that made it really big into pop culture is. For whatever reason, the first uh, example that comes to my mind is going to be uh, Planet 51 with none other than Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dwayne Johnson is in Planet 51? Yeah, he plays... Uh, oh, God. I have no clue what Planet 51 is. It was a Nickelodeon movie. You guys it was past our time. Okay. Bunch of fucking boomers. Um, 09. No, it came out in 09. No, you're a Zoomer is what it is. You know what I was doing in 09? <laughs> what were you doing? I was though? jacking off, you know. I was dancing in show choir. Okay. Yeah. I was I was jacking off and watching MCU. You know. <laughs> I was jerking off in the bathtub before camp. You know, cum would come out of me. <laughs> I was. It's called dry run. You know, dry, <laughs> dry run. Dry run. Um, but in area or Planet Fifty One. Well, that's when we need the rim shot sound pads. Yeah. But in Planet Fifty One, uh, you know. It starts off and you're watching a scary alien movie. Right. And it's uh, it's like back in the 60s, you know, the classic, the guy and the girl are out in the field and then, you know, an alien encounter comes in. And that all kind of comes from uh, Betty and Barney Hill. And I, I believe I've talked about Betty and Barney on yeah. the podcast yeah. before. Yeah. Um, so I won't, I won't go everything over there, but that one made a, a huge impact because yeah. that's just the classic. I'll say, is that like the, the first... Like truly recorded, what supposedly alien I know abduction? That it's one of, we, when we talked earlier in the year, I know that it wasn't necessarily the first, but like it was the first like national. The it's one in that, the paper that yeah. happened in the sixties, didn't it? Sixty one. Yeah. Yeah. I was just gonna say, there's another podcast I listened to that talked about it. That's crazy. That's crazy. I didn't realize there were other podcasts. Yeah, we focus on the most important, <laughs> which is the Simply One podcast. Hey, the I Church do, of Simply Wound. I do my part and I listen to it. I do, Heretic. I do. I do my weekly pray session on Wednesday. You know what we do to heretics. You know what we do to heretics. We burn, burn them at the stake. Burn them at the stake. You will hang for this. No. <laughs> but uh, just you know, uh, slather me in butter. Smother me in butter. <laughs> but make sure you rotate me every ten minutes. I wanted to talk about because also I know. Uh, I didn't talk about my encounter oh, that I was yeah, going to talk, yeah, yeah. talk about week. last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were and you abducted by an alien? I was. If you were, that explains a lot. I was going to say that's adding up. <laughs> it all is making sense now. <laughs> um, they shook me with his mind power and shook me like a dog. <laughs> they turned me gay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they put stuff in my butt, and I liked it. No, but I was driving home from work, and... Uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm hopping off the exit and I saw what I thought was a, a helicopter. And I was like, oh, wow. And I was like, that's a pretty low, that's a pretty low looking helicopter. Yeah. And then, like, I didn't see any blades on it, though. It looked like just the cockpit. Yeah. And you said it, cock. Like, it, he did. Cock, he did say cock. Cock and pit. <laughs> but then it, like, turned and then just kind of went away. And I was looking around. I mean, I was looking around for a little bit, you know, yeah, trying like, to find this thing. Right. But, you know, I just kept driving, drove right. down. I guess I just didn't see it fly by. But I got to thinking, I was like, I didn't see any any blades on that anything like that and yeah if it comes back looking for you and i get abducted by an alien yeah. i will kill you when i get back the, the fourth kind right yeah where they fucking take them out through the window yeah yeah take them out through the window yeah they come, they in. come in and like the the who's who's the actress in that that was me i think <laughs> someone just fucking ripped ass <laughs> It was me, but I'm like, I, I like that you me, said, I think. I think. It was me, I think. Well, I'm like, I think that's what you're smelling, unless there is dog shit around here. But I think it was that's me. That's what I thought. I, was like, I, let out, I let out the worst kind of fart where it's more like a just a leak. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just hot acid. And you're like, oh no. Oh, Liquid no. ass. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. Where you're like, was that a fart or diarrhea? We had, had the... <laughs> we had so many fucking kids in high school <laughs> spray liquid ass just yes. in the halls. And dude, I remember I had a teacher who like it happened for like the fourth time. <laughs> and it was right in front of her room. And she came out and just, and she, God, God damn it. You know what? Like storms back in. Son of a bitch. This woman's fucking blowing a blood vessel in her neck. <laughs> That's where high school teachers have an advantage over like middle school and elementary teachers. When they get pissed off, they can be like, listen here, motherfuckers. Listen, you sons of bitches. Just steps out into the liquid ass and is like, <laughs> oh, motherfuckers. Son of a bitch. Now, is that all you had about, about the aliens? <laughs> Speaking of aliens. But to fire in the sky, some of the things that he talked about that I wanted to uh, mention, you know, taking different approaches to like probing, because uh, they did do like experiments on him. Yeah. And, you know, they did the one where they kind of wrapped him up in that film. Yeah. Uh, and then that, you know, they sprinkled horrifying. water yeah. on it that made it, you know, impossible to move. And, yeah. um, you know, it's not like the classic, they put a stethoscope in your ass and right, feel yeah. a heartbeat. Yeah, no. Um, but you know he comes back and it's don't like, they do eye stuff to him? Yeah, they throw so they put him in um in this film you know first just all the way up to his neck so he can't move yeah and then he's screaming and then they put another one over his head and then they cut a hole on the eye as well as the mouth yeah um and they shove like this disgusting brown looking goo goo just into, into his, his mouth and then put something that holds his mouth open but has that tube where they can feed a tube down. Uh, into his body, and they do the same thing with an eye, holds his eye open. That's horrifying. Yeah. From there, yeah, you, you don't see exactly what they do, but I mean, you hear him gagging on, yeah, because you know, they, um, they shows them the tube down his sh- throat, yeah. yeah, and he's gagging and trying to breathe on it, and then they don't say what it was for, but it, yeah, because he, I mean, he doesn't know, he doesn't know what they're why they're doing what they're doing to him, but and it maybe it's just because since it's been a, mo- a while since I've seen the movie, but they the clip I was watching kind of had it. He was going to the hospital when he first came back. Right. And it was showing like flashbacks yeah. of it. And like seeing, because when you terrifying. first see that itself, you're like, what the fuck is this? How does someone even think of something like this? So outlandish. And then like, the parallels. It's going, it's going back and forth between like the hospital and the alien yeah, ship. Like and the they are looking like, 
this looks yeah like it, yeah. it matches yeah it's just it's an alien you know it just you know they don't have concrete you know right yeah, yeah. right you know they maybe they have they, some, they have uh, different, different tools right so i mean so putting that spin on like the, the the probe and you know stuff like that really stands out and i think super weird yeah um and then there's that other scene where you know because it's like if we were in that case if we were the aliens we're doing the same thing. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I need to know how this guy works. Yeah, yeah. I mean look at look at zoos. Yeah. Look at like Darwin coming upon the you know, the Galapagos Islands. Mm-hmm. I mean you pick animals and you study them. Yeah. And um How else do you learn? You know, through the other clip that there was, there was uh he was in like some chamber. Uh huh. And you know, he wakes up and he's covered in goo, but if you notice on his shoulders it looks like something's starting to grow onto his clothes from the walls itself. Yeah. And he breaks out of like this gelatinous, almost, uh, I think of like a, what, a fruit roll-up. Imagine like a really <laughs> yeah. thick, long fruit roll-up. Yeah. Just put it over like a chamber. Yeah. And he kind of pokes his arm through it and escapes. And he's in space, so he's floating around and everything. But yeah. he falls into another one. And you can see that like all the vines that were growing were way more excessive. And this body's just decomposing. Yeah. And I was like... You know, he woke up before because they were gonna let him die. Yeah, you know, yeah. just yeah. kind of keep him there, and it's gonna he decompose. Was not yeah. To do that. Maybe they're studying decomposition, right? Or, how long yeah. it takes, anything like that, and just yeah. different subjects. And then, yeah. uh, you know, he starts running around, finds the suits, and then that's when they kind of like <laughs> fuck this guy, drop him off. You know, <laughs> yeah, he kicks one of them in the face. Yeah, because <laughs> he's yeah, he's get, spinning get around out of here, and like I get this guy out of here. He made us look like a fool. Um, fools. But you know, I I don't know. I just thought it was super cool and. Uh, I'm all about alien abductions and yeah. especially going into the, the pulp culture. And, you know, they make, you know, going back to Planet 51, which was made in 09, they have the classic, you know, they make the joke of the probe. Right. Uh, but then they do actually have one. And again, it's very similar in this. And this is even in like a Nickelodeon show, but yeah. they're going to take out his brain, you know, and kind of look at that as well as like harvest his organs. And it's yeah. just like... We look at this as a society and we're like, this is shit aliens would do and like we could never do something yeah. like that. Yeah. That shit we do on the reg. Yeah, well, I mean, what is it? Stephen Hawking, I think, had the quote. I mean, I'm misquoting him or, or paraphrasing, paraphrasing him. Because I don't have the quote here, but where somebody basically asked him about like, you know, you know, what do you think about us getting visited by aliens? And he's like, I don't want to fucking get visited by aliens. If they're anything like us, we yeah. should be horrified. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, if they're anything like us, you know. We know what happens when a more advanced species meets a less advanced species, you know, yeah, or if race. We can't, if we can't, what is it? If we can't milk, if it doesn't produce milk or some yeah, sort yeah. of uh, uh, resource. Yeah. What's its purpose? We'll kill it. We'll kill it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Keep we can. I mean, I don't, again, I don't remember if it was him or if it was just around that same topic, but like ask the Native Americans what it's like for, a, you know, to be met by a more advanced civilization. You don't want it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not good turns into genocide quickly (laughs) so yeah terrifying (laughs) terrifying morgan what'd you talk about well so i didn't realize we were going to do aliens today and i went with a ghost story i'm going to talk about the annabelle doll that you see in conjuring and obviously the annabelle franchise so i'm gonna get right into it i got my papers because i'm living in the 40s that's right so, according That's how we to, keep it around here. I, Men are civilized. I'm keeping it real, you know. I haven't, I haven't been honored to get any electronics yet. I still have a flip phone. That's right. 
So next week we're hoping she'll be able to vote. <laughs> what, is it, what is it? A jitterbug? Yeah, I've got a jitterbug. <laughs> Do you remember this? Yeah. Do the jitterbug. I've got the Nokia from like the late nineties with snake <laughs> yeah, the on it. Nokia brick. Yeah. I have it like duct taped together because it's falling apart. <laughs> Maybe my loving husband will upgrade me someday. Maybe. But any whore, according to legend. Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> According to legend, Annabelle is an allegedly haunted Raggedy Ann doll who is housed in the now-closed occult museum of famed paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren. Annabelle was moved there after supposed hauntings in the 1970s, which I'm going to tell you about. The character based on the doll appears in the Conjuring universe as well as the Annabelle franchise. Sorry for the pause. I saw the mic move in and thought I should wait for this. Did it pick up? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You put the mic against your asshole. Yeah, it picked up. <laughs> Continue. So, in 1971, a girl named Donna, who was a student nurse at the time, was gifted a Raggedy Ann doll by her mom as a birthday gift who purchased her from a secondhand store. Donna lived in a small apartment in the northeast, I believe. I couldn't find, like, the real city, but I know it was northeast, with her roommate, Angie. So everything was fine for the first few days because after Donna was gifted the doll, she placed her on her bed to remind herself of the sweet gift her mom had gotten her and that she was almost done with school because it was like, hey, it's your birthday. You're almost done. You're going to become a nurse, you know. You're going to be a woman. You're going to be a woman someday. Because <laughs> what year was this? 1971. Okay. So we're, a little, we're, we're, we're not out of the your woman work. Yeah. But. But it's still a big deal that she was getting ready to graduate nursing school. Yeah, exactly. So everything was fine for the free first. Oh, I read that. Um, at first, Annabelle started like Chris with two over here. Damn. At first, Annabelle started with little movements, like she moved from her bed to the floor or to her chair, which could have just been put to Donna or Angie moving her and not telling the other one, or you know, she could have just fallen off the bed. Right. Um, however, after a few weeks, it became very apparent that she was moving on her own because she would just be on the couch after being put in Donna's room, or she would just be chilling outside Angie's room against the wall when she opened the door. Yeah, Talk naturally. about horrifying. <laughs> yeah. open the room it's like 6 a.m. and you're getting ready to leave for school, and she opens and that's just that raggedy and doll staring at you. Chilling. That's like, like a oh. villain. Like, I sleep oh. naked, so I fear opening the door and not paying attention and just my dick smacking the fucking forehead of this doll sitting <laughs> on the corner. <laughs> she won't Because it's a that. tall doll, right? Like, Well, so well, not, not in, in the movies, yes. But, but in the, in the real stories, yeah, I print off a picture. In the real stories, she's a Raggedy Ann doll. I mean, that's still a, well, yeah, it's not as tall, but. And it's more of a soft doll. Yeah. Right? yeah. Not, Whereas the one they use in the it's movies is. like a ceramic is, doll. Yeah. Um. This is when, so she's just chilling outside of Angie's room against the wall. And this is when it really gets fun. And also when Donna and Angie's close friend, Lou, comes in the picture. Because the girls have been telling Lou all about Annabelle and what was happening. And he advised him to get rid of it. He's like, girls, you got to yeah. yeah, get rid of that shit. Thing. Burn it, pitch it, yeah. rip it, fuck but it, something. Donna and Angie being a little more logical just kind of brushed it off and stated that maybe it was just them and they weren't realizing it. You know, they're under stress, they're... Going to school, they're working, you know. Racket hand dolls for the devil. <laughs> um, no kind of sand is your wrong. So they kind of they kind of brushed them off, like, no, you're just making a lot of nothing. We're just telling you that this is what's happening around here, right? Um, 
But that's when the notes started happening, and life starts to get a little more sinister with poor little Annabelle in there. You say notes? Yeah. The dolls leaving notes? The dolls leaving notes. So I'm going to tell you How about How was them. the penmanship? Well, kind of bloody, but... Um, because out of nowhere, they started to find these strange notes all around the apartment written on parchment paper. And they said they didn't have any parchment paper in the apartment because nursing students don't have to have time to cook or bake. So the notes would say all kinds of things, but the most common were help Lou and help us. Was it actually written in blood? Yeah. Whose do we know? No. Like were either of them like, oh, I've got a cut or something? No, but I'll, I'll tell okay. you more. Yeah, yeah. So, um. We go from that creepy shit to <laughs> just Donna coming home and finding Annabelle in her usual spot. Just Donna. On her bed, but she was just seeping blood and had it like all over her hands. Annabelle was? Yeah. Annabelle. Well, right in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she was just, she says she was just covered in it and it was all over her hands and she's just chilling in the middle of her bed. I don't like this story no more. And <laughs> that's when, you know, Angie and Donna were like, Fuck this. We need to get somebody here to fix what's happening. Right, Okay. Which leads us to our first medium. I couldn't find her name. It just said, you know, the first medium that became involved. Was shown the doll and told everything that had happened and was happening around the apartment. This medium proceeds to tell them that their apartment complex was built in a field where many years ago a little girl around seven had been found dead and that it was just her spirit and the doll and her name was Annabelle. And with this new knowledge, the girls decided to tell Annabelle that, you know, she could stay with them because they didn't want her to be alone anymore. And they felt right. sorry for her. They're like, oh, okay, you can stay with us. You know, they're kind of like yeah. say, accepting her into the house, <laughs> which is like. She's just seven. I mean, what, uh, yeah, what, what can what, she what do, you know? What can she do? But, you know, doing that with any kind of spirit. Yeah, when you welcome I, I believe those kind of things exist. I know some people right. do, some people don't, some people are in between. But I've always heard that. If you know there's a ghost in the house and you go, we welcome you. You can stay here. That's when, you know, it really gets bad. You right. got to stop. This is an old house we're in. Um, yeah. You better put that in quotations. You know what I'm saying? Quote, quote. That way the ghosts don't go, oh, she's talking to me. Yeah, oh, we get fuck. I can come out and play. Oh, shit. Yeah, on a technicality. Green, we got the green light go. He's calling us friends. So, you know. Party they, at their house. They tell Annabelle that she can stay. And now we fast <laughs> we fast forward a little bit and that leads us back to Lou who is at the apartment spending time with Angie so picture this the two of them are just sitting on the couch in the living room when out of nowhere they just hear movement in Donna's room <laughs> are they gonna make it down there? maybe he is dying I think Solomon's eating his paw but so the two of them are just sitting in the living room and out of nowhere they hear movement and Donna's room, even though they knew that they were the only ones in the apartment. And because Lou was the guest, Angie made him go to the room and see what was going on. Like, oh, you're the guest here. You go see that. You go right. see what yeah. that's Check about. Check it out. Check it out for <laughs> me. You're you go. Hey, new guy. <laughs> that's all it was. It was roasting him. Yeah. He's a new guy. Hey, you, new, go. you go see what's happening. Go check the ghost I'm room. I'm finding the bloody notes. You go check that. Yeah. And so Lou goes to the door. He opens it. And Annabelle was just sitting on a chair. Instead of the bed where she'd been left. And you know, sometimes curiosity gets the better of us. So Lou goes in for a closer look. And as he gets closer to the doll, he gets an overwhelmingly like creepy, bad feeling. Yeah. Like the kind of feeling where you know something is really, really wrong. And you're like, I, I got to get out of here. Yeah, I, just that. And, he sa- and that's when Lou said he felt like a searing pain on his chest. And when he looked down, 
he just had like claw marks going all the way down. Like someone had reached out and scratched him. Who says people can't have sex like they're in a bar fight? I know. How do you know that's not just one of them bad girls but, on the street? And apparently they were like super deep scratches. But the fun fact about those are is case. they healed like straight away. And within two days they were completely gone. Yeah. Like no evidence left behind whatsoever. So obviously the first medium had no idea what she's doing. So enter Ed and Lorraine. <laughs> first, first medium. What a dunce. What an idiot. She had no idea what she's doing. So enter Ed and Lorraine Warren and a priest. Yeah, naturally. Naturally. Got You got to have the priest in there. Priest we, in there. <laughs> we need some holy water up in this apartment. An old priest and a young priest. So with the Warrens there, they were able to see through Annabelle's little games and see that the doll was possessed by a demon whose end game was to take possession of Donna's soul. The priest exercised the apartment, and the Warrens took Annabelle with them to their home-slash-occult museum. While on the way home, the Warrens experienced an array of car issues, such as the power steering going out, the brakes failing, and the engine kept stalling. (laughs) So Ed pulled out his handy-dandy holy water and sprinkled some on Annabelle so they could get home in one piece. Imagine just... You just don't check your car, <laughs> yeah. right? And like, <laughs> your car's just falling apart. I yeah. just imagine a rust bucket. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> you know, oh, it must be a demon. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my holy water? <laughs> so, when's the last time you changed the oil? Two thousand two. Get the holy water. <laughs> get the holy water. <laughs> so once the two of them finally made it home, Ed placed the doll on his desk, and that's when she really showed what she was capable of. She would be caught levitating above the desk and found in other parts of the house. So Ed and Lorraine called in their handy-dandy priest again to bless her and try to rid the doll of the demon residing in it. And as the priest proceeded to tell Annabelle that she was just a doll and he wasn't scared of her because she couldn't hurt him. But with that being said, on the way home, his brakes fell and he flipped the car, injuring him but not killing him. So I thought, I just thought you were going to say, yeah, he died. No, no. He was severely injured, but he didn't die. You can't stop me, Annabelle. You're just a doll. And he dies. So to this day, Annabelle is uh, locked away in a specially built locked glass case to keep her from roaming. And um, under the case, there's actually like a giant warning sign you can see in the picture that says positively do not touch as well as a cross. Yeah. And I didn't put it in here, but I believe that like once or twice a week, a priest will come in and bless it. Right. <laughs> I'd be like, we got to keep this thing locked. But, um, people who have gone to the museum before it closed and like the employees and stuff said that you could see Annabelle moving around the case, waiting to get free. Like she would just like go to different sides of the case, like trying to get out. When did it close? I'm not sure. I didn't look it up. Let me see here. What's the museum called? The Museum of Demonology? Yeah, I would just look up Ed and Lorraine Warren Occult Museum. Lorraine Warren, not facts. But so that's the Annabelle story that inspired, you know, parts of The Conjuring and twist the franchise. Yeah, yeah, the Conjuring series and all that is all about Ed and Lorraine. Yeah, and And you have a little bit of um, Annabelle in there. Well, even the the Annabelle movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, relate back. To I the think conjuring. the first Conjuring actually shows uh, Donna and Angie and the apartment when Ed and Lorraine come to get the doll. <laughs> God Continue. damn, are you okay? 
sorry. That was so fucking loud, and you sorry. held the mic against your face when you did I it. I tensed up. I'm sorry. And you locked up like you're getting electrocuted. <laughs> I didn't. You know, fuck, someone kick him over. He's stuck, you know? <laughs> you know you're supposed to do that, right? Hmm? When someone grabs onto something, and like it's electrocuted, and they get... Because they get stuck and they're stuck holding the thing. You're supposed to just kick the shit out of them. Because you don't want to have prolonged contact with them because you'll mm. get stuck. So you're supposed to just kick the fuck out of them. Kick them off of the thing they're stuck on. Rey Mysterio coming in with the <laughs> 619! <laughs> booyaka, booyaka! I was going to say, booyaka! Uh, let's see. Uh, the <laughs> Ed Lorraine Warren Museum here. fucking kick you? Uh, what is it? A closing, right? When yeah. did it close? Yeah, when did that thing close? Oh, fucking tell me. When did the Warren Occult Museum close? That is what I'm asking. Let's see. That shit closed in. Just give me a fucking date. I don't need why or who they are. Tell me. That's why I hate the fucking modern internet. Like closure in 2019. Thank you. Yeah, see, I didn't. I honestly didn't think it'd been closed too Very long. long. Ah, damn. Morgan's mic's making a break for it. <laughs> Just out of nowhere, fell backwards. Do this. Pull it up some in the in the stand so that it isn't as back heavy. And then make sure that you keep it in your face close to it when you talk. All right. So that's it for Annabelle, right? Yeah. All right. I want to talk about the Dietzlov Pass incident. Uh, are you familiar with this, Chris? No. No? So, I am. I have listened to him talk about it multiple I was gonna say, times. Yeah, this is like the one like not paranormal specifically, but like very bizarre incident where you're like, man, you got to do some. And I find it very fascinating, but yeah. it's like one of his favorite things. Yeah. Where you got to do some leaps in, in logic necessarily to try and find the perfect answer to just what happened. So the gist here, I've got it pretty well memorized, but like for some of the specific details, I've got the Wikipedia pulled up. But so basically this group of hikers or are they in here, they call them um, like, uh, trekkers, but so they they were in the Soviet Union in 1959. Yep. Uh, so they go hiking into these Ural Mountains in February, and so you know winter in Russia, right? Hard up in pass. These hard mountains, like where it's like, oh yeah, only like professional, like you got to be a pro at this to go in there, right? right? And so they're going up into these mountains, and they all nine die under very very mysterious circumstances, mm-hmm. and so. I'm just going to kind of run down the list here. So the experienced trekking group uh, were from like a, a, a local college and they were led by Igor Dyatlov, which is why it's now called Dyatlov Pass, right? And so they made camp <clears throat> on the eastern slopes of Kolot Syakal, uh, Syakal, I don't know. I'm not good at my, at, you know, Suckle? my suckle yeah. <laughs> in, uh, in the Russian, uh, you know, re- like mountain range here, right? And so overnight, something causes them to cut their way out of their tent and flee the campsite while in like several different states of undress, yeah. right? In, into heavy snowfall and sub-zero temperatures, right? And so after the group's bodies were discovered, there's an investigation by Soviet authorities where they determined that six of them had died from hypothermia. Makes sense, right? While the other three had been killed by physical trauma. So one victim had major, like massive skull damage. Jeez. Uh, and two had severe chest trauma. Weren't a couple of them in trees when they found them? Right, so... Uh, and one of the others had a small crack in the skull. So four of the bodies were found lying in running water in a creek. And three of these four had damaged soft tissue of the head and face. Two of the bodies had missing eyes. One had a missing tongue. And one had missing eyebrows. So the investigation concluded that a, quote, compelling natural force uh, had caused the deaths. 
Damn, so, son, where'd your brows go? <laughs> yeah, oh my God. So numerous theories have been put out, uh, been put forward on this. So, you know, you've got things running from uh, animal attacks, uh, you know, which would make sense for some of the soft tissue damage, right? Uh, hypothermia, obviously, you know, an avalanche, uh, catabatic winds, infrasound-induced panic, sorry, panic, uh, military involvement, and then there's some more paranormal ones like aliens, interdimensional beings, uh, the Yeti. I like the Yeti theory. Did they have, um, I'm not sure if it's local to grow there, but do mushrooms grow there? So I, I'm not sure, but I don't believe so. That, that hasn't been a theory that's been put forward, uh, which leads me to believe that that wouldn't be likely. Curious if, like, they found it could even just, like, a berry or something. Right, right, yeah, something hallucinogenic. A, a hallucinogenic. Well, so so it gets just, weird. They just go crazy. So, um, so yeah, Russia opens a, an investigation, right? They go in there and basically close the thing down pretty quick. And it takes them a long time to, like, officially do the full investigation. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why'd you wait this long, right? And... and yeah, so there's a lot of like has it been covered up things like that, and so when we get into like some background here, um, I want to find the list. Yeah, here it is. Here's the list of like causes of death. So I'm gonna butcher their names. So Igor Dyatlov, uh, he was 23 and he died of hypothermia. Yuri Doroshenko died of hypothermia. Yuri. Yeah, Lud- <laughs> uh, Ludmila Dubinina died from internal bleeding from a severe chest trauma. So her ribs were crushed yeah. and she bled out. Uh, and then so you got hypothermia, 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 fatal skull injury, severe chest trauma. And then one of them left early on January 28th and he made it. He, he was really sick and he goes, uh, you know, goes home basically or goes back down to like the base camp at the bottom of the hill. The town. You know, so there. he didn't he didn't leave. No, he went down to the town. Yeah. And after like X amount of time passing, he's the reason that they go looking for him because he's like, they, they should be back by now, you know. But so here's the expedition. So the group arrives and by train, right, to the town center uh, at Evdel uh, in the northern province of uh, Zverdolsk Oblast in the early morning of January 25th, right? And so they take a truck to uh, another place, not not important, a lorry village that is the last inhabited settlement to the north. So that's basically like last stop before you're in the frontier, right? Uh, and while spending the night there, the skiers purchase and eat loaves of bread to keep their energy levels up for the next day's hike, right? So on January 27th, they begin their hike up toward Gora Oratorton. And on January 28th, that's when Yuri Yudin uh, had several health issues, including like rheumatism, so like um, arthritis and congenital heart defect. And so he kind of starts to get feeling bad in his knees and stuff and is like, I-, I don't think I can keep doing this hike if it's only day one and I'm feeling this way. And so he goes back and the other eight go on, right? So there's diaries and cameras found, okay, around their last campsite, making, making it possible to track the group's route up to the day preceding the event. So on 31st of January, the group arrives at the edge of a highland area, and they kind of begin to prepare for climbing. And so in a wooded valley, they cached uh, surplus food and equipment that would be used for the trip back. Uh, the next day, the hikers start to move through the pass, and it seems they plan to get over the pass and make camp for the next uh, next night on the opposite side. But because of worsening weather conditions or you know snowstorms and decreased visibility, they kind of stop. They lose their directions, and they deviate to the west toward the top of this mountain colot. Uh, and when they realize their mistake, they decide to set up camp there so they can kind of, all right, we'll just stop here. We'll camp. Once the weather clears, we'll get back on track. Try to gather your right? bearings. Yeah. 
So rather than move the, you know, like almost a mile downhill to a forested area that would have offered them some shelter, they just kind of park right there on the side of the mountain. Yudin speculates that Dietzlov probably did not want to lose the altitude they'd gained, or he decided to practice camping on the mountain slope. Because that's the other thing is like, they were all very experienced people. And so that's, you know, some people float the idea of like, well, they made mistakes. And it's like, these are really good people. Like, really, this is what they yeah, do. They don't make this is the, mistakes. This is their hobby. Yeah, they aren't rookies, right? So before leaving, Dietzlov had agreed that he'd send a telegram as soon as the group returned to Visai. And it was expected this would happen no later than the 12th of February. But Dietzlov had told Yudin that, you know, he would expect it to be longer. So the 12th passes and there's no messages. There's no immediate reaction because, okay, well, maybe he was right. You know, it is going to take a little longer. On the 20th, uh, the traveler's uh, relatives are like, we need someone to go looking. They need to be back by now. They've been gone far too long. And so the head of the institute sends uh, a rescue group. Hi, Giggy. You can, I could hear her sniffs. Uh, later, the army uh, and the police become involved with planes and helicopters. And so it's a full, we're going to find these people, right? And then on the 26th, the searchers find the group's abandoned and badly damaged tent. The campsite baffles the search party. Uh, Mikhail Sharvin, who's the student that found the tent, said that the tent was half torn down and covered with snow. It was empty, and all the group's belongings and shoes had been left behind. Right, So they just left in a hurry. Something spooked them. Yeah. So investigators said that the tent had been cut open from the inside. Nine sets of footprints uh, left by people wearing only socks or a single shoe or even barefoot could be followed, leading down to the edge of a nearby wood on the opposite side of the pass, uh, one and a half kilometers or roughly one mile to the northeast. After 1,600 feet, these tracks were covered with snow. So as the forest's edge, under a large Siberian pine, sorry, at the forest's edge, uh, the researchers found the visible remains of a small fire. So they'd been alive long enough to try and make a fire to survive. Uh, they were the, there were the first two bodies. Um, I'm not... Krivonyshenko and Doroshenko. Shoeless and dressed only in underwear. So... The branches on the tree were broken up to five meters high, suggesting that at least one of the skiers had tried to climb up to maybe look for something or, you know, maybe he was looking for the camp. Or to get away. Right. Or was he hiding, you know, running from something, right? Climbing up to try to get out of an avalanche. Right. And so that's one of the theories is the avalanche theory, right? Uh, and so between the pine and the camp, the searchers found three more corpses, Dyatlov, uh, Kolmogorva, and Slobodin who died in Poe's suggestion that they were attempting to return to the tent. Uh, they were found at distances of 300, 480, and 630 meters from the tree. Uh, finally, the remaining four travelers took more than two months. And so they were finally found on the 4th of May under four meters of snow in a ravine 75 meters further into the woods from the pine tree. So three of the four were better dressed than the others, and there were signs that some of the clothing, clothing of those who had died first had been removed by the others. To be, to be warm. Yeah, they're mm. trying to keep warm. And so Dubedina was wearing uh, Kurvashenko's burned, torn trousers, and her left foot and shin were wrapped in a torn jacket where she was trying to cover her her, her feet, right? And so there's a legal inquest that goes on um, immediately after the first five bodies were found, and the medical examiner found no injuries that might have led to their deaths, and it was concluded that they must have all died of hypothermia, right, just exposure. And Slobodin had a small crack in his skull, but it was not enough to be a fatal wound. So maybe he's the one that fell from the tree, right? About the bitch with the crushed rib cage. Right. Well, so then an examination of the four bodies found in May shifts the narrative of the incident. Three of the hikers had fatal injuries. Uh, 
this person, Thibo Brignolis, had major skull damage. Dubanina. Huh? You see, I know him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dubanina and Zalorotyov had major chest fractures. Uh, according to Boris Vazradeni, the force required to cause such damage would have been extremely high, comparable to that of a car crash. Notably, the bodies had no external wounds associated with the bone fractures, as if they had been subjected to a high level of pressure. Right. So all four bodies found at the bottom of the creek and a running stream of water had soft tissue damage to their head and face. For example, Dubinina was missing her tongue, eyes, part of her lips, as well as facial tissue and a fragment of skull bone. That's like something reached out and grabbed her face. Like snatched her face off, right? So while Zaloriatov had his eyeballs missing, and Alexander Kolovatov uh, was missing his eyebrows. So uh, Vizorodeni, the forensic expert, uh, performed the post-mortem examination, judged that these injuries happened post-mortem due to the location of the bodies in the stream, right? And so just the body's exposure caused damage. And then you, know, you think about like scavengers and things like that, where you know we always joke about like the dogs eating the soft stuff first. <laughs> but that's true. That's what animals yeah. do. Lipsticks um, and eyelids. Yeah, exactly. If it's loose and, and, and soft tissue on the face or, or body, like, you know, genitals, uh, those will get eaten first. And so there was initial speculation that the indigenous Monsi people, who were reindeer herders local to the area, had attacked and murdered the group um, for encroaching on their lands. Several of the Monsi were interrogated, but the investigation indicated that the nature of the deaths didn't support that hypothesis. I'll say if someone's attacking you, they would have, first off, no one is strong enough to to crush someone's rib cage with like the force of a with, car crash. Yeah. Have right. you met me? We're st- <laughs> yes, I've met you. He's the fucking Hulk over there. We're sturdy people. We can take quite a beating. So journalists reporting on the available parts of the inquest claim that it states that six of the group members died of hypothermia, three of fatal injuries, right? There were no indications of other people nearby. The tent had been ripped open from within. The victims died six to eight after hours after their last meal. Uh, traces from the camp showed that all group members left the campsite on their own accord on foot. So they weren't the you know, the footprints don't suggest that they were taken away like drug away or anything right. like that. Some levels of radiation were found on one of the victim's clothing, right? So that's a weird wrinkle, right? Uh, to dispel the theory of an attack by the indigenous people, uh, the coroner stated that the fatal injuries of the three bodies could not have been caused by human beings because the force of the blows had been too strong and no soft tissue had been damaged. So you know, if I'm beating with a weapon, even a bat. If I'm hitting you hard enough to break bones, I'm going to bruise or tear the soft yeah. tissue. You know? You're going to bleed. You're going to split mm-hmm. the skin. So released documents contained no information about the condition of the skier's internal organs, and there were no survivors. Right. So the conclusion was that the group members had died because of a compelling natural force, and that's as vague as it was. Right. So that was in 1959, um, and they were kind of filed away to a secret archive, the, the case files. So why are they keeping this thing under wraps? Mm. Right. Yeah. So then in 97, it was revealed that the negatives from the camera were kept in that private archive of one of the investigators, um, Ivanov. The film material was donated by Ivanov's daughter to the Dyatlov Foundation, and the diaries of the hiking party fell into Russia's public domain in 2009. So um, the remains of one of these people were exhumed on the initiative of journalists of the Russian tabloid newspaper, Pravada. Uh, and then there were contradictory results obtained. One of the experts said that the character of the injuries resembled a person knocked down by a car, and the DNA analysis did not reveal any similarity to the DNA of living relatives, like it was a replacement body. Uh, in addition, that's creepy. it turned out that Zaloratov's name was not on the list of those buried at the cemetery. Nevertheless, the reconstruction of the face from the exhumed skull matched post-war photographs of the person. 
Although journalists expressed suspicions that another person was hiding under that name after World War II. Maybe he died in World War II. And it's not even related to this incident. It's just, oh, it turns out that person wasn't actually your 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 relative from the war. He died in the war and somebody else came back as him, right? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, and so then in February 2019, Russian authorities reopened the investigation into the incident, uh, although only three possible explanations were being considered. An avalanche, an avalanche, a slab avalanche, or a hurricane. Uh, and so the possibility of a crime had been discounted, right? But where'd the radiation come from? Right. Okay. So we'll look at all the contradictory evidence here real quick. The the, the favorite theory now is um, a very specific type of avalanche that uh, like every scientist that has looked at it now and like modern, knowing how we can like create, um, you know, simulations and things like that. Okay. It was probably a very specific type of, of snowfall that creates very heavy compacted snow. Uh, to the point of... Um, but if it was just an avalanche, why is the Russian government hiding it away in classified files? Well, so then one of the theories is that they were near um, a, Russian, a test. Russian testing site, which is why there was radioactivity, you know, radioactive material. And with it being in the height of the Cold War, they didn't want to release... Okay, uh, yeah, you know, they're... Yeah, basically. Yeah, hey, by the by, they were near a Russian nuclear testing site. Yeah. Right. And so, okay, that checks out. That makes sense. But so then that kind of lends cadence to like... Was it the military? Um, you know, I, I know that you like the Yeti theory, but uh, the Yeti theory, again, doesn't really play into... It's the same reason why it wouldn't have been an attack by a person. Yeah. Right? Of like, well, where's the where's the evidence of, you know, blunt force? Right. right. And so this is a very specific type of, of avalanche, like I was saying. The, like, I forget the, the numbers here, but basically, like, per square foot of snow, it can be, like several thousand pounds of weight and so it doesn't take much for just a small slab it doesn't have to be a large avalanche to slide over they heard it they think they're about to be in an avalanche so they cut their way out and you've got the ones that were in several different states of undress one of the symptoms of hypothermia is you know you see it a lot in hypothermic people when you find them they get hot you know we joke in the long dark oh wait i'm starting to warm up again you know so cold i'm starting to get warm again yeah and so that's probably why they were, you know, nude, and they had like burns on their hands from where they were holding them close to the fire because they couldn't feel their hands anymore, right? And so, so desperately trying to stay warm. Um, and, and you know, with it being a relatively small avalanche of this snow slab, uh, it didn't crush their tent or anything like that. It just, you know, because what it said, like sixteen hundred meters from their their camp is when their footprints disappear. Maybe that's where the snow slid through crushed those ones that were under what like four feet of snow mm-hmm. uh and unfortunately they were laying face down in the in the water and and critters came by and, and ate their face and so you can't explain it away with science but the there's so many different layers of like it took us this long to have to have these types of tools of science to decide that mm, that's probably the most likely right and so yeah, i mean you know but yeah i mean some of the yeah some of the more outlandish theories that don't have much cadence to them you know where like you could see, okay, they were attacked. Okay, yeah, maybe, right? And then you start to look at it and you go, okay, well, I see where that couldn't be. Or the military, oh, okay, well, I see where that couldn't be. But it's a it's a good theory, you know? I could definitely see it being a case of what caused the avalanche, and that's why the government took it. Right, maybe because they're they testing. were doing something, maybe yeah, they a little something nuclear. They were to. Yeah. And they caused that avalanche, and they're like, we better make sure that there's no evidence. Yeah, that we caused these that deaths. That we caused it. Yeah. Or of the weapon itself that yeah. so make sure it doesn't get out. Yeah, exactly. And so they're honestly, like, it's such an interesting thing to me. There haven't been much, like, 
game like movies or anything like that made. There's a game called Kolot that's um, a Polish horror game, and it's like a. Uh, I don't want to say it, it sounds derogatory, but like a walking simulator where there's not much gameplay to it. It's you're walking around looking for these different pieces of evidence and the game kind of explores multiple theories where like you find a bunker and then you're kind of getting followed by a weird alien presence. And so it kind of explores different and then you're like, oh, is that a monster that I just saw? Mm -hmm. So it kind of just plays into all the different theories that you've heard. But then there was actually a movie uh, called Devil's Pass that apparently is pretty mid. Uh, but it's uh, found horror or found footage horror film from 2013 by the same director as uh, Die Hard 2 and Cliffhanger with fucking <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. And so, I mean, Adrian. like I said, it, it got like on IGN, it got like a five out of 10. And, and yeah, I mean, it was a pretty, pretty mid movie. Mid. But I'm like, oh, man, I think there's definitely something there. There's potential for a good movie there. Maybe make it a mystery or, you know. You can just pick a theory and go, yeah, that's what happened. Sure. Yeah. Right. But I think that some of the more interesting piece of it is not knowing. And so, yeah, if you can find some way to make a movie about, well, we don't know what happened, you know, do like a Chernobyl miniseries about it. You know what I mean? Chernobyl do was like, good on HBO Max. Do like three or four episodes of like the investigative process. Mm -hmm. You know, that'd be kind of cool. But that is the Dysloff Pass incident. I think it'd be cool to see another video game Neat. with like horror and snow What's environment. Called? Horror. Oh, horror. Yeah, I thought you said horror. You know. You know what I said. Like in that snowy environment, you don't see too many of those. No. Because it is, it is kind of hard to play that off, but when you can. Yeah, it makes, makes snow yes. scary. Well, snow is one of those things where it either looks really good. Or not. Or not. There's yeah. no in between. Yeah. yeah. Snow's well, so you, hard We're too. starting to get to a point where like they can do snow well. I mean, I look at like The Last of Us Part Two, or... Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, things like that, where you could just see your footprints in the snow and see the snow fall and things like that. Hear me out. I'm hearing you. What if we just make better snow graphics? <laughs> what if we just made... My God, I'm What if we six. just made... Wumba, wumba, wumba. Big brain. Thumping. These, these fucking dogs, dude. I'm about to kill them all. No. For the record, we're not going to hurt our dogs. I don't know if Ray scratches next to me one more time. So, let me get back to my notes here for the podcast. Oh, duh. You know what's next? You got a. Uh, you got Welcome a back to Chris's Cryptid Corner. I'm your host, the dude. Chris. So this week I'll be talking about. I believe it's pronounced the bunyip. <laughs> I wanted you to just say a really easy word. I believe it's pronounced ghosts. <laughs> I wanted. <laughs> it to sounds like a bunion. Yeah. <laughs> it just grows on the side of your foot. Um, but to according to indigenous Australian folklore. The bunyip is a creature found in lakes and swamps in Australia. Uh, it's often found uh, eating people, especially women and kids. Descriptions of the bunyip are all over the place, but many describe it looking something along the lines of a seal. And supposedly it lays eggs uh, in platypus nests to keep it from being hunted. I if I saw a seal lay an egg, I'd be like, that ain't right. So I took a look at it. It kind of looks like a seal, honestly. It looks more it's like a black man with a face scar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. That's, I was over here very gently singing into the microphone. Um, Kiss from a rose. No. It looks more like a bulldog with scales. <laughs> Word. With Word. an alligator tail. It's like me in the morning. Yeah. Bull, you know, a bulldog with scales. When I take my makeup off. Before I've done a full body, head to toe lotion and treatment. And then it looks like here that. 
I was looking for sightings and it looks like there hasn't been a whole lot. You said it was mostly indigenous people. Mostly indigenous people. Um, but I mean, sorting, sourcing all the way back to 1818. <clears throat> um, I wonder if they taste like chicken. I bet they probably taste like alligator or seal. I, the bunyip? Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought maybe the indigenous people is what we were talking about. I'm like, why are we eating the indigenous people? I thought we had this question about fire mean? in the sky. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure what you're talking about. I ain't um, going hungry. So let's see. They had one in 1818, 1830, 1845, 47. And it looks like it goes all the way up to 62. It's like the last sighting. 1800s. Yeah. The, the, 1862 is the last sighting. Yeah. The biggest ones here. There may be some other ones. Oh, yeah. Smaller. Like, I think that was a bunion. Yeah. yeah so it looks like. Uh, Don't send your kids over there. There's a bunion. Susan Butler back in 2013 uh, in Sydney, Australia. Susan Butler sounds like the kind of person that made that shit up. She wants to see your manager. Yeah. It's like that Cards Against Humanity, that bitch Susan. Susan that bitch, bitch Susan. Uh, there was a guy named David Gilmore in 2012. David Gilmore? Mm. Gilmore sounds more trustworthy. Uh, I yeah. trust. Yeah, your last name is Gilmore. Thinks, makes me think of the Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Rory, Good I trust show. Rory. Yeah, I trust Rory. But, um, so it looks like here it says that one of the earliest uh, accounts relating to the large unknown freshwater animals in 1818, um, a gentleman named Hamilton Hume and James Meehan uh, found some large bones. Uh, I got a large bone for you. That bingo. <laughs> Bye, Dow. Boom. And uh, they described the remains as uh, a creature very much like a hippopotamus or a manatee. Sounds uh, like when people describe me. Bingo. <laughs> no. Um, the Philosophical Society of uh, Australia whale. later offered to reimburse uh, for any costs. And um, they wanted to take the remains. And it says here that they wanted to put them into uh, a museum, but nobody would take them. Nobody would take them because they don't know what it is. They thought right, yeah. all, all kept thinking it was fake. So, I mean, in 1818, they had evidence and they said that. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know what it is. So, so it's a fake. I think maybe something like this, if it's all the way back in the 1800s, yeah. maybe it's just an extinct animal, right? An animal. So, yeah, I, mean, I, I feel like this anymore. one could very well be. I mean, what is it like your Tasmanian tiger? Yeah. yeah. The last photo of the Tasmanian tiger is like a very grainy black and white photo. Yeah. Yeah. And so you know, people looking, you know, this isn't real. This is fake. A mixture right. of different bones. Anything like that. In the case of, it could have been a seal that or, we just hunted to extinction. Yeah. Or just you know, out of natural selection. Yeah. But. I think that's pretty crazy. We'll have to throw a picture in there because there's a couple different ones. There's a couple good ones, but I don't know. I haven't I done one. We we'll say that every time, and I've never once put a picture of the thing on there. Well, and then we'll just keep saying it then. That works. Yeah, we'll put a picture of a bunny up on there and the picture of Annabelle. Yeah. And a picture of my asshole. <laughs> just the butt. Just the butt. The hole. The hole. Not the even hole the cheeks. Itself, there's not. zero cheek in this <laughs> thing. It's just, <laughs> it looks like a fucking satellite picture of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Well, that's Chris's butthole. That's his butthole. Oh, it's a sphincter. But no, I, I thought that was pretty cool. I haven't done too many in Australia. I'm curious about more in, in Australia or maybe, uh, uh, you know, some other regions. But uh, Morgan, what you been thinking about? What have I been thinking about? No, I'm just playing Colin. No. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. What, yeah. What you been thinking about? Oh, same old, same old. <laughs> Money, My drugs, drugs. Sex, I sell drugs on the corner. A deity. Legit. The fleeting, 
aspects of life, you know? Pretty much. Uh, no. Uh, Versailles. Versailles. I'm really into the French historical drama Versailles. Versace? Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish I could afford some Versace. I need a pay raise for that. <laughs> but, um, so I'm a huge reader, but I specifically read like romance novels and fan fiction. So Harry Potter erotica. Harry Potter erotica. Hermione and Draco. You know, I'm all about shipping them. Hermione. Hermione is my favorite ship of all time. So I've been reading that, and then uh, I picked up the new <laughs> no, Colleen just... Hoover book, Verity. So I'm excited for that. Is that a porn book too? I don't know. I haven't read it yet. <laughs> Morgan just. Knows. But it was in my romance section, and Book Talk told me it's spicy, so I picked it up. Yeah, so it's probably got yeah. pork in it. Well, technically, I made you buy it for me. I threw it at you at Target and said, "Buy this for me." Under your nose. Yeah. Under your nose, just like that. I know, it wasn't even under my nose. I remember her handing me a book and going, I want this. And I was okay. And he says that, but it's all the same money. So it's just like, mm-hmm. I he's buying me a gift. I'm like, here, you're buying this for me. Just so I, when I make him buy dinner. I expect you fully to, you know, Sullivan, can I help you? I think the dogs need to... Take a shit. Evacuate there. Should we take a little pause break? Yeah, get, get, <laughs> is that a pun? Huh? Pause break. <laughs> dogs have paws let's go potty Ignis, go potty oh fuck so anyway that's what I've been thinking about what have you been thinking about Colin <sighs> I uh this dick easy I've been thinking I've been watching uh Severance on Apple TV Plus I talked about it quite a few weeks back on my way I've been thinking about that I wanted to watch it yeah so I actually I've only watched the first episode, but so far it's pretty good. Like I wouldn't have you uh, have you started the boys? Yeah, finished the first season. I just want to state that he interrupted my Versailles time to watch the first episode of Severance, and she enjoyed Severance. So don't let her act like. It was to be fair, I was also playing casino slots on my on my tablet. I yeah. mean, anything's fun at that point, right? He could be at a funeral home and. Fucking getting mega millions. You Are you uh, caught up I, on Better Call Saul? I was like I at am. 80 million last no, night not. when I closed mm-hmm. it. No, you're not. I swear. When did you do that? I did that just periodically, just throughout work, at lunch. I hit the point where Gustavo Fring just killed, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name of the guy with the mustache. One of the newer characters in Better Call Saul. I don't remember his name. But yeah. But you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. catching up. Catching up, but you're not caught up. Catching up. <laughs> Try me, bitch. Now, thank you so much for. Anyways, that. <laughs> I was talking about my what you've been thinking about. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, no, Severance pretty good. Check that shit out on uh, on Apple TV Plus if you got it. And if you don't got it, fucking pirate it. I don't care. Yeah. It's not my money. Mm-hmm. Um, no, for the record, don't don't commit crimes because I told you to. Um, <laughs> for legal reasons, that's a joke. No, it is actually very good. Uh, Adam Scott from <laughs> Step Brothers. He plays Derek. Yeah. He's he's the main character. And it's actually pretty intriguing. I saw you fart. I heard it rumble the chair. <laughs> it didn't pick up on the mic, but uh, I saw it in your eyes. There you was fear. Any, you don't have any evidence. <laughs> prove it. Yeah, there's nothing you can prove. But no, uh, it's got a pretty interesting premise of like basically having a, a procedure done where you don't remember your work life. And while you're at work, you don't remember your home, like the life outside. So in the, like basically you walk into work, as soon as you cross a certain threshold, your conscience stops. And then now it's 5 p.m. and I'm 
back online. And so to you, work was a blink of an eye. But to your work conscience, you never leave, right? You're just always there. So they remember crossing the threshold, and then the next thing they know, they're back at work. I don't like that. And so it's a weird moral or philosophical question of like, it's you. It's all you, right? But is it fair to the other you to be trapped there, right? And so basically, like, the whole idea is, the, yeah, he's he's undergone this process. And what makes a person do that? Why why did it sound like a good idea to this person? And so, you know, and, and what if the procedure failed, right? What You know, what kind of a job needs you to forget your job when you leave, right? Or what if it just kind of malfunctions? Like, yeah. it doesn't... And because reverse itself completely, so I you're wasn't still sure, able to understand and like, see things. Yeah, exactly. Like like with having Adam Scott as the lead and Ben Stiller as the director, I was like, is it going to be a comedy or you know what? It's definitely a thriller, but yeah. it does have some comedic, yeah, some comedic beats to it. A, f- but a few it's of the characters you can tell are there to kind of offset the weird and serious yeah. tones of this show. Well, and I mean, it's got yeah, and that's another thing that I talked to Morgan about, where I was like, I don't really know what time like. Is it? It's it's the not so distant future, I think, where it might be like within the next ten to fifteen years. Sure. Because some of the conversation that they have is like super, like roll your eyes, where they're like, you know, the construct of like food versus just living and things like that, and you're like, oh my god, these people are insufferable, you know. But you could see like, like very modern, like veganism or or any of like the those types of movements or lifestyles in the next fifteen years becoming just pretty mainstream stuff True. and what does the evolution of that look like where my god these people are just annoying to sit around you know what i mean to listen to them talk that's them now <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah check that show out the other thing i've been thinking about that i think i don't even have to ask you what you've been thinking about we can both talk about this so we've talked about it before i think oh i know we have on our what you've been thinking about the game the long dark is a very good survival game uh, about just man versus nature. You know, there's no like monsters in it. It's just like wolves and bears and moose technically, you know, can fuck you up. But then it's mostly just nature. It's, it's the weather, right? uh... You're going to die of starvation or exposure or something as, as little as like I broke my leg or, you know, sprained my ankle. I can't carry stuff. You know, it's just easy things like that. Right. That's what, that's what got me on one of our runs is the yeah. fact that I was carrying so much shit and yeah. like can't move. I can't move. Yeah. Can't do and so yeah, you have to make decisions of like I don't want to drop any of this. This is all pivotal to, you know, pivotal to my survival, but right? Well, so all of this to say that its main component was the solitude of it, you know, the solitary yeah. nature of it. And we've always talked, how would you pull off co-op in that because the developers have talked about that they don't have any plans for a multiplayer co-op it pulls off very well yeah there's a mod for the pc game or the pc version uh called like sky mod co-op or something to that effect but it was super easy to download actually super easy uh and and for someone who has no experience of modding i was able to do it literally just clicks of buttons open it up i had to run it twice slightly harder than like a steam workshop mod but not too much harder um i mean if anybody's done like um, you know, Fallout mods through like uh, Vortex or uh, Forge mod loader, you yeah. know, where we've done our, our Minecraft. Minecraft through that. It was about as hard as that, right? But uh, yeah, and it's it pulls it off well. Like we've been yeah. playing the shit out of it and it's preoccupying our thoughts. Like they it lose is. 
hours. They yeah. go upstairs to like eight and crawl in bed at like three a.m. Two nights in a row, we stayed up until three a.m. Correct. I was trying to get us to not record this tonight so we could play it instead. Yeah, but. I want to play it after now, this. No, I just want to share too. that their computers are across the hall from each other. Yeah. So when they're being chased by bears and they're screaming, I hear kind of like four screams because I can hear both of them <laughs> screaming and then it coming out of their microphones in their offices. But you know what? That's okay with me because it means they're leaving me alone and I can read my fan fiction. I one shot I want. a fucking bear in the forehead with a pistol. Yeah, you want a revolver. Yeah. We both were like, oh my God. And we ate. And that, that was we why I got yeah. so heavy is yeah. because I tried carrying all that yeah, bear meat. Yeah, I tried meat. taking that bear meat with you. I've the, got two bear hides on me. I had the bear meat and then a... My rugged mountain men over a here. A bunch of deer meat, I think. You were carrying meat. just bags of meat. It was that wolf meat. Yeah, we you were just carrying so much meat on you. <laughs> Story of my life. So you know much meat, man. My just back carrying turn. meat. I literally can't it's taped sprint. to your thigh. I've got so much meat. Carrying pounds of meat. <laughs> Jesus. Double. Can you imagine a dick that Two weighs hands. pounds? That's a that's a disease. That's Tucked a growth. Into your sock. That's, a, that's, that's a disease. I don't ever want to be. <laughs> that's a disease. I don't want to be healthy. <laughs> you know, call the doctor because I'm the illest. You know. <laughs> now, so uh, that's what I've been thinking about. Yeah, and that's what you definitely been thinking about, right? I mean, it is like I, I'll be at work. And that's just what you're I'll just think. daydreaming. That's all I think about. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they run I up the stairs like children giggling to get to their computers. I do. Like <laughs> I didn't include it, I didn't include it in last week's news because I don't know that it was out yet. But uh, the Long Dark actually announced its first like paid expansion. Yeah. And what did we talk? It was going to be like twenty bucks, right? Over the course yeah, of a but year. Yeah, it said it was going to give, uh, uh, you know, at least in this update, a bunch of customization. Yeah, like a ton of a ton of updates. Yeah, and yeah. so I'm like definitely worth paying because I mean it's been out for oh, I'm going to buy se- six to no, seven years. I've always loved that game. Yeah, and they've never once asked for additional money past the pi- the price of, you know. And it is no matter what, like no, you know. We, I stopped playing it for a little bit, but it was never a game where it's like, ah, I don't want to play that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't really fall off on it. It's just like, you got to be in the right mood for it. Right. You know? And sometimes that mood strikes, you know? And it never fails to scratch that itch when the mood strikes, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, no, it's definitely a good game. It's kind of like a Minecraft in that way of like, sure. Minecraft's not fun forever, but, but so you got to put it down. It is. And then you come back and you're like, oh, fuck, this is it. But that does make me think of like, uh, you know what all they're going to be doing with customization with like base building yeah because they talked about customizing your safe house and stuff mm-hmm. so yeah. i'm curious if like if it's with any cabin per se right, where yeah, you can, can make you beds or make turn stoves this into your safe house um that'd be cool and like maybe deconstructing more things sure your favorite thing to do in games build it is tear oh, yeah. down fucking walls yeah. i don't know if they'll go that far but that'd be dope but also no, i don't think they'd have to i mean because they got a pretty nice layout of a lot of the cabins, especially one like the one that we stayed at, that was the two stories, and it had the kitchen downstairs with the 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 farmhouse. Or are you talking about no, the, it was uh, the cabin on the lake? Yeah, the mystery lake, mystery like the lake. Um, counselor, mm-hmm. or yeah, the whatever you call that it. was a, the a, ranger cabin. Yeah, That's it was a nice little cabin just yeah. right next to the lake, but you know had a lot of storage in it that we were able to have. So I mean, you have to you know even just adding storage to it. Oh my yeah. god, that would be phenomenal because I did notice. You know, whenever we start to fill up the storage, we're like, all right, we gotta, we gotta do something. We gotta with move. This. We gotta you know, yeah, move to the next spot or whenever we run out of resources. And I don't know how they would pull it off, but I would like to see like um, renewable food in some way. Like in the game, do you guys have electricity? Like no. Like so that's stuff? one of the the biggest things is like it's been a geomagnetic storm. So like basically 
constant i'm sorry i just looked to my right and one of the dogs is just licking the teeth of the other dog and it was very intimate and i feel like i wasn't supposed to see it but uh goodness yeah and then the dog that was getting licked was just going but you know what do you do but now yeah it's been like a geomagnetic storm or whatever and like the poles flipped and all that and now the aurora borealis is, is showing down in like canada you know and uh, and yeah, all electronics like there's cars stopped in the middle of the road where they died. But when the Aurora comes out, electronics kind of come in and out where like you can access computers and read notes and stuff on computers and you yeah. can turn the radio on and hear stuff and static and the stuff. lights kind of flicker. But then when the Aurora goes away, it all stops again. Um, and so, yeah, one of the biggest things like, you know, at nighttime, you can't see a fucking thing. You can't see dick. Yeah. And so you got to have a light source or like that night that we fucking made camp under a rock overhang. We're like, yeah, we're solid. We're solid, baby. Like there's a good spot. We laid a big, nice fire, hot, had like eight hours of fuel on it, Mm -hmm. laid down our mats. And we're like, we're eating like Kings tonight. We're going to sleep the whole eight hours. And then like four hours into our sleep, just a blizzard came down upon us, put out our fire. We We couldn't see Dick. And and we're like, we've got to get inside. We're going to die. And it's like super dynamic to be like, yeah, we're we're doing solid. Like we felt high yeah. on life, and that, then we're fucked. But yeah. that was fun. Yeah, but it still definitely holds that aspect of like, even though there's another person, it's still super yeah. hard to live. Because I don't know that they, die. I don't know that they increased loot. So it's like, yeah, it's now we've got two people, so it's maybe easier to acquire said loot. But there's still sure. less loot like, to I be carry had. Like a lot of the the medic stuff. So yeah, whenever like we're able to divide. There's hurt. two people to carry stuff. Right, and so like I'll you know when I'll carry all the bandages. So if you do fall, you know you'll always yeah. be like come examine me. You know, yeah. do you have like, any fix me? Heads? Yeah, yeah, make make fix me and like I'll take make the hits better. from the wolves. Mm-hmm. You know, I get into the fights with the wolves and you fix me up after. Yep, but yeah, good shit. So if you guys yep. play the Long Dark on PC, definitely look into that mod. Mm-hmm. Um. I do not play the long dark on PC. You don't I play enjoy the long dark. I enjoy The Sims and Stardew Valley. Yeah. Stardew Valley fucks. Stardew Valley the is fucks. We've yeah. talked about that yeah, yeah. plenty of times. You got me a Stardew Valley coffee cup. I did. Yeah. I did. And I wanted it for myself so bad. <laughs> it's but, a shame we live in the uh, same house. Uh, we're pushing two hours, kids. So let's wrap it up. My we don't want two twenty eight percent. We don't want play. two two hour episodes in a row. So yeah, we don't like that. We don't like giving them too much stuff. Yeah, we don't want. Well, we don't want to set a precedent. What if next <laughs> week we don't have two hours of content? You know, I don't want to have to fill for Plus, time. Plus, you need you want to make them come back. That's right. That's right. You got to hear the rest of the story. <laughs> it's provocative. No one knows. What it <laughs> no, it's it just provocative. Gets the, gets the people, people going. going. <laughs> so yeah, once again, we want to thank you guys so much for your attention and support. If you guys enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a great review. Mm-hmm. Uh, share it on social media. Tell your friends about us. Spread us like a virus, not the virus. Hmm. Uh, no, word of mouth is a huge helper right now. So definitely tell your friends about us. Uh, whatever platform you listen to us on, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcast, fucking some of the weird ones like iHeartRadio, and there's one called like Podfuck, I think. I don't No, I don't think it's that. Something that's <laughs> like, it's I've not never, that Apple Podcast. That's what it is. Make right. sure you like, subscribe, follow, whatever they phrase it's pretty it as. Underground. It's you pretty underground. You wouldn't have heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> you ever heard of Spotify? You ever heard of Spotify? Yeah. Dude, Spotify Premium. Yeah. I'm trying to hook up a sponsorship with them. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Give me a two hundred million dollar deal like you did Joe Rogan, and we're. No. I'm in. I'm in like Flynn. But no. Uh, yeah, make sure you, you like, follow, subscribe, whatever they phrase it as. So that way you get your notifications when we post episodes. Smash that like Smash button. the like button. Uh, Chris, if people want to get in touch with us, uh, share some of their own favorite spooky stories, uh, you know, 
Yeah, you can always reach do. out to us. Uh, give us a look on our Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube at Simply Whelmed Podcast. Uh, you can always check out our Twitter handle, which is Whelmed underscore Simply. Um, then, as always, you can send us an email, suggestions, uh, money donations for the church of the good word. Um, we talked about it before, and I think we brought it up on the podcast, but it's been brought up to me again. Merch? Merch. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to do that. Like, I don't know if we've got the, the volume of, of requests yet, but, but I might also, be able to hook I up feel something. Like the, the amount of people that have asked me for it. What, five? You go, three. <laughs> <laughs> four. Four. Yeah, fuck you. It's no, four. I'm hitting like nine or ten. Because like I've pitched, I've thrown it around with a couple of my friends who yeah. I know listen to, and I'm like, yeah. you know, is this something that you would be interested in? Um, and they all are an astounding yes, like, yeah. you need to do this. Yeah, so, I mean, I think I've got a way, not immediately, but somewhere in the pipeline, where we might be able to do, like, buy, uh, <laughs> like buy order, basically, yeah. Yeah, as opposed to having stock. But if you had any thoughts, anything like that, you can definitely let us know at simplywillinthemailbag at gmail.com. Excellent. So next week... You might as go watch Black Adam. I think we should. I think we're going to see Black I Adam. I think we should. Uh, who knows? Yeah, so we, we, can I go see Black Adam and you buy me an alcohol beverage from the bar? Jesus. Well, hold on. You're about we to might, go see Black Adam. So. We might have to wait to see. Well, I guess we could see both of them. Morgan and I are going to go see. Oh, yeah. Pray for the Devil. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, we're not doing Pray for the Devil on the podcast. So. Yeah, but I'll probably mention it. Yeah. You can do it in your what you think. We're going to go for a date. You're not invited. That's fine by me. Maybe it looks like shit anyways. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we might have to go see Black Adam. Yeah. But also, we're only a couple weeks away from, uh, first of all, God of War releasing. Oh, shit. I'm going to have You're to You're welcome. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to take some time off for that. Because I think what we we do need to do an episode about it, but I don't know how. Like, it'll be the first time we've talked about a game as our main event. And it's such a long game, potentially, that I think maybe we do, like, first, you know, We've played like the first 10 hours, or you know what I mean? So you need to do sections on it, like episodes. Yeah, I was going to say something like that, or now that, you know, you have like set hours with your new job, which congratulations with, by the way. Thank you. Um, Whoop, whoop. Typically, my hours off would be right after yours end. Mm -hmm. So maybe like we don't, you know, we go see whatever, talk about something. You have your days off, binge the fuck out of it, and then... Oh, I plan on taking time off from work, if I'm able to, to just binge through it. I'm just trying to think of a good way that we'd both be able to play it and be at an equal-ish spot without spoiling it for each other, but both sure. having our own different experiences with it. Well, so my thought is, if so even if one of us finishes the game, then we just gauge off of the other, like the one that hasn't finished it, how far they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I finish it and you don't, and I go, like you have, you been to the, have you been to the part where, you know, you know, or I tell you what's the last thing you remember, and you're like, so and so fought so and so, and I go, okay. He you shit I mean? on a log. <laughs> yeah, Kratos shit on a log. Kratos. Oh, shit I remember on, on Atreus. Yeah, actually shat <laughs> on him. But no, also Wakanda Forever it was like is in like spit. two to three weeks. Yeah, that's so we need to out. we need to look at the timing on that because we might. It's, I've been hurting for another comic. We haven't done a comic book primer in a minute. I'd be done for a, a Black Panther comic. Yeah. That ain't bad. I don't know. That ain't just pretty, man. <laughs> Guess some brains thoughts on too. It. But no, that's... Uh, good brain. That's, my, that's right. No, those are my thoughts. So 
Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what next week brings? But that's just a theory. Uh, a g- podcast theory. theory. I forget how he closes it out after that. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the end. Yeah.